back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. Hey guys, uh, we're running a little bit of a skeleton crew tonight. Uh, I think Jace is out shooting deer. Jay put one down on the ground, so uh, he said he's going to be here a little bit later. Uh, I think we can manage till he gets here. Oh, evil's wobbles. He almost knocked her. <laughs> that, that would not have been good. <laughs> it's weird having Sunday hunting season. It is weird. It's uh, cool. It's nice. I mean, it, look, it's working. Everyone in the country prop or like... There's two states now that don't have it, but uh, Pennsylvania just g- just got it this year. Oh, our butcher was Santa today. They had a full sack. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they normally recognize me when I walk in there, and they're like, oh, you picking up delivering. Um, I'm, I'm here for something different. Oh! It might as well Kidding be, back. It might as well be uh, me and uh, Half-Baked. Oh, black ass. Why you not moon us sooner? <laughs> well, it's kind of degrading. <laughs> but that that was a great way to wrap up our uh, our little morning adventure. Yeah. Um I'm sure we'll get into that later. We got a we got a little bit of time now, but uh tonight's show being brought to us by Predator Flagger. Check them out at predatorflagger.com. Hey Rex Hooks, find other new goodies. There's some cool hooks out now. That the new GB, kind of a bent shank uh, gunner brammer head designed. There's in what three or four new saltwater hooks. Those there's saltwater hooks. There's a couple hooks like changer style, uh, short shake, wide gap. So there's some new goodies. Find them at arexhooks.com. Check out Sims Fishing at simsfishing.com. Yeti built for the wild. Hey, tonight's show is being brought to us live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check out Mark and everything he's been doing at urbanflycompany.com. Why not fishing? Check out their app to dog. Hey, Jace is pulling in. Uh, we'll get to talk to him here in a minute. Um, did we get them all? Uh, Queen City Guiding. Check out our boy Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding. If you guys are up in western New York and looking to get out, that boy will put you on some fish. And uh, he also has a full-functioning fly shop out of his basement. <laughs> so check that out. We could go grab them hooks. We could. Um, I could fill a buster if you want to go grab them. Yeah, we, we could talk about the new ones a little bit since we just got them in. Yeah, man. I can't wait to talk about these hooks. But uh, I want to say, we've been getting a lot of feedback lately from uh, from listeners of the show. They're um, reaching out to us, 
And it's great to hear. I love hearing what you guys like to hear. I love hearing what you don't like to hear. So uh, keep it up, guys. Um, and in that feedback, our boy Dustin hit me up, and he introduced me to uh, to a new local-to-him country singer. Uh, the name is escaping me at the moment, but we listened to it this morning on our way down to the Muskie, uh, the Muskie trip, and it is solid country music, like outlaw country music. Like if you like the Turnpike Troubadours, I think it's the Jim Strop band, but uh, I, I, I don't know uh, if you want to hear the music that Dustin Hines listened to, uh, hit him up. <laughs> but it, it's good, <laughs> solid music. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mark just got back with these new A-Rex hooks. There's the universal curve. It looks like the, the old Gamaris, but beefier on a stouter wire. I'm telling you what, man, that salt water... Almost like a stinger style to uh, bend to it. The curved salt water uh-huh. is going to put some fish in the boat. That's going to be a good hook for us up here in Pennsylvania, smallmouth fishing. It's oh, that, That'd be freaking perfect for uh, for dudes actually using it for what it's for in the salt. Making uh, surf candies and stuff. That's the perfect hook. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is just like a... You're right. It's just like a gamer, sir. Except it's maybe a little more offset back. A little more offset it's back, amazing. but like a little bit beefier of a of a gauge wire. Mm-hmm. It looks like. So when I was using the the gamers for uh, like stinger hooks on changers, they were a little bit too light. Whereas I think these ones would be good or a good alternative. Yeah, up to four out too. Oh, those are big hooks, man. <laughs> uh, big hooks. These things. These new swim bag hooks. <coughs> If you guys don't know what we're talking about, they look like an old uh, Texas-style hook for uh, for bass fishing. Texas-style uh, part up by the eye of the hook is super long to tie flies on. There you go. A two-aught, four-aught. So they go up to six-aught. The six-aught lengthwise is almost dangerous with like an eight-aught hook is. It's super long. There's a lot of iron in it. Uh-huh. But uh, like you said, it it's going to serve a function. It's going to have a purpose. It's just finding it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not something that we're used to. Um, what, what size is this? Uh, I mean, for like what we fish today. And if you're going through a lot of that structure down timber. Oh, never mind. Just pull it right off the plastic. There. <laughs> the glue. Um, you know, some of that, that structure would be perfect. That's a little better. I like that four-aught. Yeah. It's not quite as massive, and it's still got a long shank up front to tie on, really. I like how offset the uh, the point is in comparison to the eye of the hook. Yeah, it's, it's, it rides a it, little bit above it. But you can get that just, uh, well, just finish what I was saying, is to bump over timber. I mean, you can run that right down and just smack it off the timber. As long as that fly stays upright and it doesn't roll, it's not going to get stuck. Yeah. Well, that's what it was made for. Pretty slick idea. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to get the fly to kick side to side it is um with just this i mean if you put a shank in front then no, you're fixed i think if you weight the back of it like back under the like the point of the hook you get trail weight off of it i think if you put it under directly under the point on the no, down yep on the bend under the point mm-hmm. it'll you don't want to push itself it'll give the the jackknife effect i think the um the fly i was throwing today I did the same thing, but reverse, because it rode hook point down. 
and I put a large pair of dumbbell eyes. Just a vert or straight up from the, the point of the hook. And it was given the jackknife effect. Gotcha. On just a, like a single, like um, like oh, one of those brush minnows like Tony ties. So. Um, That's about what, close to the same length as tying? Is the six hot would be to the four? I don't know. I can't really can't really see. Uh, it it's substantially smaller, quarter inch smaller length, or tying sur- tying surface. You mean tying surface? I mean bucktail wise, to kind of give you an idea, it's upturned a shank length in the front. You could probably cook close to four turns of bucktail. I mean, I got four on this, doing it as a bulkhead. You can get there's there's a lot of room up front for an upturned hook. Yeah, a lot a lot more than uh any VMC. Texas style hook would have. Oh, for sure. Hey, Jace just ruined the room. Hi, wiener heads. Did you put any down? No, I didn't get to pull the trigger. I took the kid out this evening, so we sat at a tree stand and I told him don't make noise. Zip it. Ah, it's part of how long part that, of learning. How long that lasts before you had to give him your phone? Oh no, there was no phone involved. So <laughs> he just sat there and he was moving a little bit. But we were in a tree stand. We we're pretty good. In a place we you know, I I call it, I guess most people go to the game lands, I call it the biggest joke around. We were like, ah, oh, I'll just sit in here for a little while and then walk around some more and go to the truck and see, wait in the parking lot to talk to people and shit. Yeah, ask anyone else if they saw anything. That's ridiculous. I don't, I have, I have a hard time hunting some of the area there. Like, it's a, like, I, I can't bring myself to it. I, I know guys who have success there or, or have had success, but I think... In the last few years, the word maybe got out, or it's just that popular. Or, in fact, it's a growing sport, and in fact, we're not getting more land, so we're sharing it, and it's getting tougher. Yep, exactly. Um, Ohio starts tomorrow, correct? Hell yeah, get me out of Pennsylvania for crying out. <laughs> rednecks. <laughs> yeah. got nothing but rednecks. I, I go to set up yesterday, it's, oh, there's a blind weed. You got it. It's pretty nice out today. What do you need a blind for? Everybody got blinds set up in the mountains. I'm like, what's the point of that? That's what they call them <clears> dibs. I guess, man. <laughs> I look over and see a blind where I want to set up, so I walk. There goes a deer, and then I look, get to another spot and look over, and there's a blind. I'm like, come on. Exactly. Those dudes called dibs. Uh, crying <laughs> out loud. So did the guy who left the carcass laying right in the parking lot. Great job, asswipe. <laughs> Fucking reeked. Oh, man. Well, it is public, you know. That means do whatever you please and please leave the garbage here. Fucking idiots, man. It's it's a bad it's a bad scene when you, you expect that at certain places that aren't governed. You know what I mean? But coming, coming into this as a person who, you know, I try to steer clear of that. I'm sure Mark sees the idea there, but success can be had anywhere. And, and to do it on there, I guess people pride themselves on it. Fuck that. Keep it for yourself, buddy. I'm going. If I go to public, it needs to be big. Is no what. different than the water we fish today. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just with garbage I mean, all over the place. There's people everywhere. I mean, for, for probably one out of five person might not leave their garbage. The rest do. You know what I'm saying? That's that's quite quite a, a staggering number. But One of the reasons I've always been an advocate of raising the prices of the fishing license. Well, I you mean. put them up at a. How you go with them? Pennsylvania's got a high enough fishing license cost. I I believe you could yeah. they could they could do a, a yearly maybe like donation, but there's places that let you fish for nothing. 
damn near, you know, and they still have great fishing. I don't understand what it's funding, but it's all, all what it is. It's kept to maintain and patrol and control, but I don't well, see that going on. Fishing. We have well, great fishing. We have great hunting. We have great, all of it. How many times do you it's see... It's not well taken care of. Yeah, but how many times do you see yo-yos getting busted for throwing their couch off the side of, you know what I mean, or whatever the hell. Yeah, uh, that's a rarity, exactly. So just nobody controlling it enough. There is nice, you know, we we get to see some of the nicest stuff because we get away from that crowd or that side of the bank, you know. But Well, and that's kind of the double-edged sword with living where we do is our commissioners are more focused on other or other sides of fishing and hunting where, like, Justin, who we talked to, who doesn't have as much of that going on. He's focused more on the littering and the stuff like that. Oh, I mean, I mean, if we had someone here, they have to almost be specialized to it or else it just it wouldn't get done. I mean, we have too many other people that are actively fishing that need patrolled and actively hunting that need watched. That it's never, well, it's, it's an afterthought. That, that goes into, that's understaffed, for sure, like you said. You know what I mean? It, it's like having a, a one sheriff to... For the whole state, you know what I mean? It's a lot of guys, so I understand. And people just are lackadaisy. They don't give a shit and see down the the road into the future for it. So, nah, but hunting, hunting was good. There's deer out there. Didn't didn't somebody we know get one? We did. Fucking guy's allergic to everything, but apparently his bullets aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that the deer he saw is uh, allergic to lead. Yeah, no, <laughs> he couldn't dodge that one. <laughs> Maybe Jason sneezed and pulled the trigger. <laughs> he used his nose for windage. No, he was like, there's a deer. <laughs> Pow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, man. It, I I got a picture earlier on. I was sitting in the tree stand with the kid, and I show him, and he's like, who's that goober? No. That's what I said. You look like a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. What kind of gear is that? Vintage? <laughs> I love it. No, I, that's the kind of shit I like. I mean, that was what uh, he wore 14 years ago when I hunted with him. So mm-hmm. means means he ain't got too much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, after Mark and I got done fishing today, I went outside and was burning some garbage. My wife put something in the a box that exploded. Oh, at least you still have a face. <laughs> I, I thought someone was shooting a gun right beside me. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Yeah. You thought you were on public? I thought it was. I was like, <laughs> what's going on? It's my yard. I said, my orange is in the truck. I swear hear, to God. You hear any shots out here? Any lead flinging around out here? Uh, yesterday, while we were working around the house, uh, we heard a shitload of lead being fired, but I think it was the... Uh, Not the, hunting. The gun club down the road. There was yeah. a lot of rapid fire going yeah. on pop, there. Pop, pop, yeah. pop, 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 pop. Yeah, now there was... I, I heard shooting yesterday and today. Um, I got to see deer... You know, I seen a buck yesterday right at dark come in about 10 to 5 and where we were, you know, it's light till 530 here. But up there in the mountains, it's, you know, 5 o'clock. It's damn near dark, dark. And uh, this deer come in. You couldn't hear nothing yesterday. And where I, where we hunted in the evening, it was a little bit thicker. And I was like, ah, I, just, I don't like to not see. So I ended up, I was going to move after I set up for about 20 minutes. And I stood up. I seen a doe. It was 3 o'clock. And I came by 40 yards i was like well i'm staying i'm not even gonna make a move but i stood up the whole time sun was kind of you know at me i still had some shadow where i could see really good but i couldn't see it was thick so by the time i heard this deer really lightly i got fixed on its position i'm like there's a deer 
I pull up. I put the scope up toward the front of it. That's a nice buck. I should have grunt stopped him right there because that was the most open it was to where he went. He starts moving, and I can't really get on him. It's so thick. I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? So I threw a small grunt at him, like, man, he didn't stop. And then a louder one leaked out like a dumbass. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> That's that long. <laughs> and he was like, er. And where he stopped, I could see nothing of him. Like, seriously, I pulled the scope down to make sure I wasn't wrong and put the gun back up, and I could see his horn sticking out from the side of a tree. Like, he was <laughs> he was looking my way. I'm like, all right, well, it ain't. He, he should just resume walking. Most deer hear something like that, and don't if they're not interested in it, they just resume walking. So I pick a little opening in front, right where, right where he's about to step, and I'm like, I'm gonna squeeze as soon as he walks. He threw his tail up and kind of trotted off. I had no shot, motherfucker. But it was a decent buck, especially for that area. It was a it was not no two point up mountain buck. This was a like a heavy eight, or you know, actually looked pretty tall. I, kind of upset at myself but i mean this sport is a constant learner you are humbler and all, all that just just like when you hunt the big shit right mark you you don't go at it easily and you damn sure can't be easy on yourself when you fuck up so not that i fucked up i mean things could go a million ways and you always could look at it like that but keep on picking at them the grind yep no i who the fuck wants to be done on the first or second day i can't do that I keep pocket or I keep a tag till so I can walk every day. That's what's gonna keep me alive or dead, <laughs> or having to drag a big one out from too far. PA doe isn't in yet, right? Oh yeah, no, it's it's brown down now. I'm pretty sure new rules this year. Huh. Back to brown down. Add some more days. Why not? What's that make people do? Eh, fuck it. I got two weeks and three eight three days, fourteen hours. I'm good. That's that's bullshit shorten the season up if you're if you're listening PAGC shorten the fucking season up everybody will have a hee-haw time and it'll be done over with oh, and I, if deer will get killed because you'll have no choice but to be out there Ohio's only one week and we do it big I mean nobody says I'm going out I might go out Thursday no 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 I'm going out as many days as I I got to get it done. So you're damn sure getting your first couple of days in. Most everybody in, you thought, PA don't shut down no more. PA, when we were younger, it shut down for hunting. It shut down. No job, no nothing. It, it wasn't wasn't that big of a deal. Guys would hunt. Everybody would hunt. And there'd be lots of fun had. I just don't think it's that stigma anymore. Nobody hunts. I mean, people. I you just pe- said it was growing. Well, Th- is that what you just said? Yeah, maybe, five maybe minutes, with third, minutes. maybe with the wrong crowd, <laughs> the crowd that goes and buys a crossbow <laughs> and they shoot their deer well, and they're they're let, not even there in gun season. Every nobody's there in gun season anymore. That's not the achievement anymore. The achievement is to not shoot a buck with a gun. It's to shoot it with the bow. Well, let's think about this though, and I could be wrong too, but it's been probably close to seven, eight years since I quit bow hunting. But when I did for that period of time, a lot, the last handful of years is when it was really transitioning to more and more people buying pieces of property, farming them, oh, building yeah. them. Trying you to keep a, their You have bucks. a lot more people that really just aren't doing that anymore, too, that are going to their own piece, and it's just them, and they're not getting with the crowds, and they're not getting with... That's, that's a, it's a, a sucky like thing. It's a sucky thing because 
camaraderie of the sport is the best side you of it. You know as well as I do, you're not going to get a group of guys and go put in a piece of property and drive them deer. You just farm right off No, it. you know that. I know that. We all know that. But I mean, you know, it was people who owned the land before, who enjoyed it also, maybe in different ways, farmers and such, to who you could ask, or bigger tracts of land that you you dare couldn't own, you know, or, you know the normal guy. But people would let you hunt before. Now it's just... It's to the point where, no, those are my deer. No, I. And then you got you got people summing it all up. Like even even a public land or or property that can get permission, them guys want permission on that too. You know what I'm saying? They don't want nobody on the neighboring property. They don't want nobody down the road. It's it's out of hand. Like people are more worried about killing the deer than having the fun in the sport. I think so. Sucks for me. Because I love to get a group together and drive. That's what we're, I don't know, what I grew up on. And that's lost anymore. It's, I got to sit here and kill the biggest buck all by myself. Hey. With no help. Speaking of that, the Grim Reaper just walked in. Hey, hey. He's not even swelled up. No, I got lucky. My eye is a little red and it started to swell a little bad. Is it from the deer? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bro, you need that, you need that bag. You just bag that fucker when you get it. Fully bag it. Like. Fucking bag that son of Put a bitch. Put it in a suitcase? No, just like a huge body bag. <laughs> and then throw it on a fucking dolly? Because, man, I am Sled. not able to drag a 150-pound deer out. <laughs> I look like a little bitch, dude. I'm like, mm. oh, God, mm. I'm out of shape. This now, sucks. now, see, after he goes swinging that fucking little two-pound hammer or 16-ouncer <laughs> all week, and he's like, oh, look at these guns. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll fucking cast a mile, blah, 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 blah. And now he's Casting like, Casting oh. and dragging a deer out are two fucking totally different things. I remember oh. why I'm a fisherman and not a hunter. Oh, because you can't, you can't muscle it. You see, this is the the core. The core needs to be stronger see, than the rest. You should my see friend. how my brother-in-law ended up taking this deer out, dude. He tied all four of the legs. He he skinned out the like from the He's elbow down, basically. Tied them together in a knot. Put this thing on his back, dude, and walked out with it. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, I'm glad you're in shape, and I love you, man. I yeah, told you, you I wasn't gonna be able to help much, but you, we drug a little. We drug it a while, a little ways. It wasn't far from the car. You're lucky for that. I'd have made you drag it. I could see the. Car. I would have helped you drag it, so it wasn't that bad. Surprised you weren't fucking sleeping in it the way you hunt and fish. Oh, it was a nice situation. <laughs> my, we got a hold of my uncle, and he knows that little area really, really well because that's Jake? where he grew up at. No, uh, my uncle Keith, my dad's uncle. Oh, okay. He's the last one of my uh, grandpa's brothers to be alive, and we always used to hunt all our family together. Well, him and that's all, all my chopped grandpa down and back in there now. Oh yeah. So, you know, it was not, he he wanted to get out, so we came back. That's what we came back last night. He wanted to get out, and we wanted to, uh, you know, strike the old band back up. And so Adam came out. He wanted to come out today. We all slept in because it was freezing cold this morning and put on an afternoon hunt. And Girls. there were a couple deer I talked about in the podcast uh, even uh, like a month or so ago that I spotted with my daughter. So those were the deer we were hunting. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got one of them. I got the eight point or seven point. looked like an eight. From the from the spotting, but he was a four on one and three on the other side. Nice. Yeah. Hey, it was decent sized deer though. It was a good sized deer. Is it hanging now? Yeah, it's hanging. Is it above your raft? No, it's at Dad's <laughs> house. <laughs> I'm not hanging a deer in my house. Kyle <laughs> fucking died. Keep deer hair out of here. Yeah, no, but, you should uh get to working on the the belly. Dude, keep, it was a uh, keep the belly and scrape it, man. <clears throat> Give you something to do. Just have to do it with mask and gloves. Once they get all the skin off it, or the you know the hair, I'll be able to 
do all the meat work. Dump some borax on the hide. Should go take a chunk out of the back for body hair. Yeah, See you should. Yeah. Works. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep a few pieces of that stuff, man. Have it have it on hand, but uh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good job. Congrats, yeah. Jason. I, I I was ripping on you a little bit earlier. Uh, I think they. We oh, could, it was we a perfect shot too. I mean, the dude. Was it standing? I had, I, I shot with my was eyes closed. Was it standing? Closed, and this deer just laid down for me right in front of me. I'm like, yes, I did it. How far? <laughs> How far 20, was shot? Yeah. Twenty five. I don't know. Probably twenty twenty five. I let him. He ran oh, right nice. at me. Close. Awesome. Uh, so here's how. Here, my uncle and my. Or my uncle and my dad, they were like, you guys are going to sit and we'll walk through the woods. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Old dogs. Uncle's going to have a heart. He's 70, 74, 75 years old, you know. And, uh, yeah, right. They don't, they don't got to drag. They don't got to drag. That's why they wanted like, that. My dad's like, you know, he knows how to turn a deer and not walk him too hard or push him too hard. And da-da-da. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'll go sit. It was a nice evening. It was warm. I wasn't freezing my ass off like I was first day, first morning. I couldn't hold still. Um, but... So I'm just standing there, and I got in a thicket area, and Adam was in a wood line, and we could see each other, not far from each other, not a huge patch of woods, just four of us. So they come, and Dad got about halfway through. I'd been sitting there for a while, and he he texts us all of a sudden. Oh, it's like I'm about halfway through, and I just kicked up two deer. I'm like, oh, all right, okay. So I could at least I'll at least, my eyes at least now. <laughs> now I'm not bored, you know, and checking my fantasy football team, you know, and uh, on a drive, really. So, hey man, it's fantasy football day. I usually don't hunt on Sundays, right? No, this is the first time in rifle season it's ever what happened. What do you mean usually? You've never hunted on Sunday ever in my life. <laughs> the first one, it was a good one. See, see what you when you give PA people do stuff. Hey, oh, I just don't know how to use it. I'll close my eyes and shoot. So I've been I was sitting there a little longer, probably thirty minutes longer, and then I see well head bob up and down. I'm like, oh okay, man, I, I look like a maybe a bird dropping in and out of you know it was a ways out. Like oh no no that's definitely a deer started moving I'm like oh, all right so I scope it oh it has little forks you know what I mean four point I'm like oh, all right four points out there moving around all right all right <clears throat> dad said there were two deer so and then I and I'm waiting looking 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 then I see a a little bigger movement and even closer put up in the scope and as soon as I I I okay it's got the horns. It goes right, it, it, it disappears into brush. You know what I mean? And you know how they are. They have, have, man, are they just camoed right in. They have one movement, it's like camo again. You're like, son of a, you know, you're trying to look and like your things are not playing, you know. And so they end up getting, and I, shortly see, thereafter, my dad and my uncle get to Adam and I could see all three of them together. And I'm like, all right, well, they're all together and the deer, you know, if I'm looking forward at my 11 and they're all sitting over at three, about 150 yards away. So I'm like, hey, I saw that deer. You guys got to, he just walked up just in the other side of the thicket. You guys got to loop around and then come back through this way. So then he goes and loops around and all I hear, what a crack. <laughs> a little bit, I'm like, all right, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I hear again, what crack. I'm like those didn't sound like hits or anything because you could kind of tell if it stops and, or if it goes, you know, and uh, man, there he, and then here comes a deer, and he's just standing there, and looks at me, looking, he's probably 150 yards out, and uh, all I could see is his head, he's behind all kinds of shit, all, I mean, I'm like, man, do I just shoot him right in the head, like, nah, no, nah, we're gonna wait, he's got a lot of brush to run through, we'll get a good open shot, and he moved a little further, and I'm like, ah, all right, well, here we go, let's do it, so I shoot it, I I shoot a shot at him. It probably hit twigs and everything else, but it scares the shit out of the deer. And deer comes now comes just running right toward me. 
right toward me, like dead, banner fucking move, buddy. Dead right at me, and I'm like, oh, here we go. So now he's in the scope, and I've got the scope it. at like a six. He already missed him. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, waiting, 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 Wait, waiting. So is that nope. three shots missed at the steer? No, no, totally. not who, by me. Who Only was shooting? Your dad? My dad shot twice, oh, and then okay. I ended up shooting at it once. It, and it's just running right at me, running right at me, running right at me. I'm like, oh, I waited. You know, till I got comfortable and got a nice spot right on his chest, and boom. He was he right, on, on right, the move? I mean, right down. Still right. moving when you shot? Yeah, he was moving toward me. Not not at a million miles an hour, though. I don't think he knew which way to go. Oh, yeah. You know what Pressure I mean? Pressure was yeah. on, buddy. So he just made a bad decision. <laughs> ran the wrong way. So. Well, you hit a tree behind him, most likely, and he fucking was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah, no. Hey. However you however you got to get him, man, get the shit done. For a moving shot, and I mean, I'm what, like you I hit said, him you, like straight on. No, it ended up actually going through the shoulder and right out through like other behind yeah, the other right, shoulder. Right out here. Yeah. All perfect. Like meat was great, mm. and I was like, huh, how? Yeah, that's cool. I'm an ace shot, right. dude. So Look you, at that. So you didn't got it? How oh, hell no? Adam got it there. I got pictures of all this stuff. I was checking my fantasy football team again. Well, yeah. Hey, you got to check your fantasy football while someone got your deer. Yeah, and I had filled out my tag, and hell yeah. First deer I've shot in 15 years. Are you mailing nice. your report Good card? Good job, boy. I might as well. Not, don't you, aren't you supposed to do your harvest report? Isn't that I, what you're talking about? Yes. You can. Sure, why not? You I think you could. They wrote in the book that they feel like every harvest report card is worth two deer because half of the deer aren't reported. So if that's the case, they just plan on people shooting twice. Crazy idea, but hey, whatever, whatever works for you, there, game commission guys. Shorten it up to a week, be over. That's Adam hiking this bad boy out. Yeah, he'll learn one day when he can't lift his kids up anymore. Oh, I, I wouldn't have done that. He said that was too heavy for him. But, that uh, deer? Oh yeah, yeah, that deer is too big. That's not a. That's not like a, a baby. That's you yeah, know, doing all the work for me. Yeah, you sent that picture. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have to do any of that stuff. It's, yeah, it's, that, it's awful. And thank gosh I'm allergic because I can just that sit deer, there and watch. That deer's rack looks as stupid as your outfit, but I <laughs> I I enjoyed it both, man. I I yeah. enjoy them and I congrats. I I want to pat you on the back. It's a fucking good job because you want to know why. Next year you want to know why you, you better put on gloves and a mask and everything else and get hazmat up. hazmat suited. <laughs> Listen. Bring a backpack we, with a hazmat suit. We, we like hunting with you, like, Jay, but not that much. I feel like <laughs> yeah. every time you put them them skills to use, man, sometimes that builds a little in you. You know what I mean? So you should have drug it a little more. You know what I noticed? Use that back a little the, more. No, even just in the last two days, though, I've noticed I don't really... I used to get a lot more hyped and nervous and just like my heart would be in my throat when I saw deer in general. You know what I mean? Just when I was younger. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't really feel that way. Even in, I had a bunch of them up in the mountains run up on us and everything else, and I didn't, or run right up on me. You, you didn't see no bucks then. I saw well that one scraggly, smaller. yeah, small one, and then we saw that. My dad and I got a glimpse of a a big buck, but didn't get to actually sit and look at him or anything. But yeah, the it wasn't that bad. I I felt so like I calmed myself well. Deer don't scare the fuck out of you anymore. Nah. Oh, they scare the piss Tons out of, of me. <laughs> No, no, it ain't time to quit. I mean, I, think, I, I think, mean, the the real control is being able to control it. Uh, if you like, you see a muskie and you aren't a little shook, yeah, you're a little fucked up in the brain. But you gotta be able to make your moves at that moment, automatically. You know what I mean? Because if you uh, 
if you fold under that pressure every time, that make you want to quit. You gotta be able to have a little success, right, Mark? Even I shoot little bucks too, Jason. Yeah, that was a big buck. It was uh, just a, it oh, wasn't big a body great rack. deer. Yeah. No, I mean that's what that's the norm around here. A lot of scrub racks, but they need shot too. They're out putting their jeans everywhere. And in fact, well, I he was mean, running with a ten point. Oh, and they, then the, like I said, that four point. We'd seen them all years. So we knew they were there. Ten point. Either, I just thought he was either an eight, wasn't, not a seven. Wasn't home or went underground. No, he died earlier in the year. Oh, he died. Yeah, he got shot in archery season. My uncle has pictures of him. We didn't know if it was the same deer, but aluminum poisoning. Is, yeah, aluminum poisoning. Carbon. In, in comparison to the lead poisoning, your your deer died from carbon yeah. dustitis. Yeah, not nah, a big bucks get shot. It's uh, pretty much what what everybody's after. Like I said, I and like Jason got it done. Good I job. I like that you could you know if you know somebody's shooting, you know it was a buck. It's no, it's not Up that. Up there, it's six point two. No. Up in Forest County, where we were hunting the first day, it was it's it's six. As in two up with a brow tine. Yeah. But doesn't have to be both sides. One side yeah. has to have two up with a yeah. brow tine. Yeah. Great fucking rules again, Game Commission. Great rules. But, uh. Hey, go back to Ohio. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck, if I want to yeah. shoot a four point, my mind's already made up when I see that bastard. And I feel like if you want a four point, uh, I've, you it's know, I've yours. I've beefed about it too, but the proof's in the pudding with it. Yeah, it works. Look how many more big deer These are, are the shot. best deer that have been shot here ever. And don't well, even say, oh, boo, 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 because you're 100% yeah, guaranteed. And if, you you're, don't, if you're disagreeing, you don't know what you're talking about. But you don't think about. humans got a little you know, more advantage now? No, regardless. We got cell cameras. We got a lot more advantage. They're we killing got, more deer, and the deer are still yeah, living and getting bigger by substantial amount than they but were. 30 years 100%. ago. The deer they're shooting now doesn't compare to the deer I was shooting 20, 25 years ago. 30 years ago, ago nobody gave no shits. Nobody knew what was out there, therefore their trigger was bull. That has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. People know there's big bucks out there, and we it's can still have irrelevant potential. to what we're talking about. They're growing more big bucks. The deer are bigger now. And as much as I hate it, because yes, Damn. you are shooting the breeders. You're it, it, it is working. It does uh, work well. And they're yeah, killing you a have substantial to let amount of, of massive deer in I this just county. Think the, you mean you're talking they're killing 150 to 170 on a regular? Well, them deer, I think those deer were always around. I just don't think people believed it. No, they weren't. No, because they were shooting them when they were four points. Yeah, but yep. listen. And spikes and shit. If you're telling me a legal buck in this size okay. a range deer, is worth shooting. A deer that shooting. lives one year longer is one year smarter. I guarantee you that he has probably a 50% better survival rate to get to that age by one year. By him not getting killed as a four But point. how do we govern not shooting this buck? By, did, by your own land. I mean, that's the only way to do I, that. Yeah, but I mean, there's such a margin. No. I, I think there's such a margin between what we should shoot and what is a... Is is called shootable? You know what I mean? No, they but set the margin, and then up where he's hunting at, the deer don't get big enough up there. That's why they're three. I'll show you some pictures. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah, there are big deer everywhere. You may have two well, one eighty class. It's going yeah. to be so rare. Now, I don't know about one eighty, but some but, giants. But I'm saying, you're going to get some giants there. Mountains but you're got get giants. One, you know, a couple. Mountains got places not, that disappear, not, oh yeah. but they're but, not. But not as many. Ugh. The deer up there aren't like the ones here. I'll tell you that. And you know what? Chad, that goes right back to them deer grown, them big deer grown because you gotta you gotta yeah. not kill them. You have to not kill them as a big six point or you know a mediocre eight point. That's that's all control from landowner. By your by your land. Well, you set the rules. If he got killed as a four point, he'd have never had a chance to get there anyway. Yeah. So at least he didn't get killed as a four. Yeah. 
Oh, well, like you said, and then that allows him to get smarter, and then I, he's on his own at that. The big bucks are. We do have to cut this conversation short though, because it's time to call our guest tonight. All I right? think it's working. He was running with a ten point that the deer yeah. I shot, who's a decent sized deer. It's just like a musket. Instead of stalking it a fingerling, you go to a yearling. Instead of shooting it a year and a half, you at least give it the opportunity to live to two. And we a half. said about three years. They said that's what they said. They thought they thought yeah. that was a three year old deer. Yeah. Yep. You at least give that that animal that chance then by Your not deer? letting him get killed. Yeah. Eh. Deers grow points when they get older, bro. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. I mean, this song's about me. This song's about you. This song's about open hearts, open minds. So we're having strapped next week. So <laughs> And we are back with Dan Donovan, the musky fool. What's happening, man? Not much, Jets. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure this evening. Um, so, hey, Dan, can you give us a little bit of a history and background on yourself? Absolutely. Um so as far as kind of how I got to this point, you know, Wisconsin boy, true, uh, through and through, uh, born and raised. I don't think you can be fishing in Wisconsin without crossing a few musky paths. Um, so kind of since I was a little kid, I was musky fishing. Um, got away from it for a little bit and played soccer and golf, the dark period in my life. Um, and then, uh, oh. you know, kind of came back, I would say, in the last 15 years and went deep down the rabbit hole and have not looked back. Um, you know, it was kind of, kind of a business person for the last 10 years, of my professional life, um, spent a lot of time in technology startups, healthcare. We got a little niche of healthcare here in Madison. So I was working as a CFO for a couple different startups, uh, venture backed, all that jazz. And, you know, I cut my teeth on a, uh, business and everything related to it but um you know it was, it was it was definitely time to go at a different pace and kind of set out and do my own thing and uh you know my wife and i've been talking about it for a while and um kind of just came together we thought what the hell pandemic's a great time to start a business so let's do it <laughs> i hear you man that couldn't happen <laughs> it couldn't happen any worse time for you exactly right and if we can make it through this we can make it through anything so uh when you were doing the cfo deal were you getting out in the water much? Did you have time? You know, I was probably spending more on musky gear than I was fishing back then. Um, the budget allowed for it. I was getting out. You know, we do big, big spring trip, big fall trip, hit the local waters once in a while, but it never felt anywhere close to enough. Um, you know, tying flies, you know, still doing it as much as possible, but it never you know, unless it was every day and it would never felt like it was going to be good enough. So I, I would say probably be, more than most were doing. It was definitely what kept me sane during uh, some of those crazy periods of building companies. But um, it's not close to what I've been doing the last, you know, six to 12 months. It feels like a lot, lot more fish happening, which is good. And your musky ventures, did they start out fly fishing? Like, did you start musky fishing on the fly? Or no. Were you no, a gear dude in the yeah. beginning? conventional stuff um you know i was a little kid and my uncle and my dad were schlepping me up to the northern wisconsin and uh they were a bit more into walleye fishing back then but i think that's when all the magic started to happen you know seeing them at night 
cruising shorelines, catching smallies, having them come up and eat it. And as like a six or seven year old, that starts to really kind of scare you a little bit first. And then you kind of were like, well, let's go. Dad, why don't we catch? Why are we catching walleye? That thing looks way cooler. (laughs) And uh, that's kind of when it started. And then um, that was kind of it. It has it had a funny way of blacking everything else out like i still do some trout in the spring and some smallies when it's too hot and you know we might head out west once a year but it's the only thing i think tend to think about um it's the only thing i really want to fish for and i joke with people in my boat like i'm usually i'm usually rowing people down the river during smallie season and i don't really care so much i'd rather have them catch a few fish it gets the musky season and uh yeah, I'm going to definitely grab the rod out of your hand and do a little fishing. So, so uh, speaking of that, can you tell us a story about your first muskie on the fly? Everyone's story yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope my uncle's not listening because this won't look good on him. But uh, he's heard this story and he still deals with the repercussions of it. But we were... Um, we were up, we were fishing a lake in northern Wisconsin that we had fished, you know, pretty hard for about five years. We knew the lake pretty well. And um, I was full, kind of full blown committed to fly fishing at that time. I'd probably been chasing them on a fly rod for six months and had, you know, every mistake you can make. Trout set, didn't tie the leader right, um, didn't use the right wire on the hook that broke off, like you name it. And uh, failed enough that I was uh, kind of had figured out all the right things and um you know it's just the most perfect perfect scenario you can imagine i mean cast right in between two pockets of lily pads two strips thing comes flying out of the water gives us a couple tarpon like jumps that you don't often see with muskie and i to give my uncle a little bit of slack i think he was kind of so in awe he was like at the point at that point in time he's like you're crazy they're not gonna you can't catch them on a fly rod and um, this is obviously people have been catching them many years on a fly rod for this point, but he didn't believe it. And uh, I'm bringing it to the boat and he's got the net in his hand and the net never went in the water. It just kind of stayed in his hand and I kept the fish by the boat and uh, I was like ready for him to net it and it didn't happen. And then he kind of just took off under the boat and uh, didn't stay connected. And uh, so that was that was like the first experience. We circled back on him. Uh, a couple hours later, and he, he decided to play ball again, and we eventually, the net man did his job, and uh, I, I stayed connected on him. So that was that was the first one. Definitely memorable. It's a pretty good fish, too. It was, it was low 40s, but um, we, we like to joke about that. He's He, he definitely gets the net talk every time we're in the boat today. So. <laughs> hey, Unc, you know what you're going to do with that thing? You're going to stick it in the water. <laughs> yep and he's he knows he knows better he's he's caught many of in his day but it's good to bust his balls a little bit so yeah sounds like he's busting your balls hey <laughs> <laughs> dan guess what i'm gonna do <laughs> not net your fish hey that's a, yep. ni- that's yep. a nice one flopping yep. around down there he's he's a, he's a ball buster he, he definitely can keep up with the best of them so so what's what's some of the stuff that you know you're offering into the the community here wait you got anything crazy you're selling people or what's hot what are you what are you getting rid of on that side of the business what do we get rid of like, what do you think? <laughs> i mean what 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 sells good for you up there i know it's gonna oh, be far yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. than stuff uh, here it, i mean muskie you know, is actually I, a thing supplies, there i mean mark you know this it's probably hard to keep up i think there's a shortage of good muskie flies out there 
there's a you know a handful of amazing tires like yourself way better than me producing awesome shit um so i think people definitely like to get their hands on those um but i think it took people a little bit to you know realize we had everything else um so we've in the past couple weeks been selling a lot of rods which i was kind of shocked about because you know we're, we're nearing the end of the season maybe it's christmas i don't really know but I think one, one avenue that we're really trying to double down on is just have everything for muskie on the fly. Um, I see a lot of fly shops locally and all over the country, or at least muskie country, great fly shops, but muskies tend to be maybe third, fourth, or fifth on the list. They never really get that attention. And, uh, I, I, you know, they're number one on my list every day of the week. So uh, we get to kind of have everything for them whether that's all the types of rods and we're trying to get more every day all the types of line trying to get more of that every day and it, i think it gives us the ability to you know we're not just selling one rod like we, we sell them all and i'll give you my opinions on all of them and i think that's been helpful for some people and then uh, we just actually started putting together a little starter kit which i think has gotten people super interested whether it's uh, conventional guys trying to get into it or you know, maybe trout or bass fly fishermen looking to, to go chase a muskie. It's, you know, it's affordable, but it also kind of puts some of the pieces of the puzzle together in terms of a couple of different flies, a pretty versatile line, a good starter rod, and, and it gets you, gets you set up to go get to work. So that's been doing well. And I think a little bit of everything, you know, we've, uh, our, our logo gear, people, people seem to like the, the brand and they, they, they definitely, uh, they, they recognize themselves a little bit in that musky fool type of deal. So that's been cool. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's probably, you know, a little bit of everything is what's, what's impressed me the most. There's definitely some stuff we brought in that you wouldn't see in a fly shop, right? Like a big ass musky net or a bump board. And, uh, people have really dabbled and tried to, tried to get a little bit of everything. And the other cool thing that's been, been a huge, you know, and it's part of our business strategy, but it was, fish specific location agnostic which is a little rare for a fly shop you know it's normally the opposite of that it's it's all the types of fish and it's very location specific whether it's you know in the middle of you know montana on, on one of the best trout fisheries or up in the north woods of wisconsin so we've been we've been seeing musky fools you you name it if there's musky swimming in that state we've got customers that have been have been uh, supporting us which is which is awesome um, and i think that was kind of part of the part of the hypothesis but you know you never really know how much of that's going to come to fruition and it, it has to some degree so that's been super cool yeah you can't find big nets just anywhere you got to yeah. go to a special yeah. place i mean it's i think there's a couple things in the musky world that either got to go to the traditional bait and tackle or you you know hardware shops you know 11 inch needle nose pliers uh hook files you know you Lots of great fly fishing vendors. They don't touch that stuff with a nine foot pole. You know, they don't have pliers that are going to get the job done or hook cutters that'll get, you know, do what you need. So that's, that's been definitely a niche, I would say, um, that we're looking to expand into. And the same, I would also say applies to some of the other areas like fly tying materials. I, I'm, I'm sure Mark's got stories. I'm sure you both do. I know you guys are making your own bucktails out there, but you know, it's like a, it's like a balancing act of, at least in Wisconsin, of getting to every fly shop, picking off the one or two things they might have, stitching a little bit together here, a little bit together there, um, where, you know, if, if you're able to just focus on one fish, and especially such a unique fish like a muskie, 
I think we're going to be able to offer our customers something pretty sweet in terms of that selection. Um, so that, that should be, you know, stay tuned on that. We're working hard to get something really cool going, but we've also known like, you know, we're anglers and tires ourselves. So if, if it doesn't meet what we want to see, we're not going to put it out there. We're not just going to say we sell bucktails and, and put our brand down hairline dubbins. If, if maybe those aren't as good as people want, you know, we're going to, we're going to make sure we got a really good assortment of it and a really good quality. And, um, you know, these days it's lots of different things going into flies. So that's going to be a, a whole nother beast to deal with, but we're super pumped about it. So a little long winded, but we're doing a little bit of everything there. Whoa, whoa, keep talking, but no, no. Hey, sound, it sounds interesting, man. That's a, you know, like I said, it, the, the little stuff looking, looking not just to serve people in, in one sense, but to get them what they need all the way. Yep. Dan, I have a question for you. With the different rods that are that are out now, uh, we we've casted a lot of them. We've casted uh, the Chippewa. We've casted the the Esox from TFO. We've casted the Predator. They all have a different feel. Yeah. How, how do you go about selling a rod to someone online and describing the different actions that the different rods have and trying to trying to match one up to to a, sp- a specific customer? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I usually start with a bunch of questions on my end, which is, you know, have you, have you been fishing for muskie for a while? Are you just getting into it? Um, where are you looking to fish? Is this rivers? Is this lakes? Um, and and kind of, I think that one of the most important is like, what type of flies are you interested in throwing? Um, you know, because that I think can change based on the angler. And you can get a little bit of read on that based on how they come to you, based on what they're interested in. But I think those factors are probably more important than you know, the tip stiffness and the medium versus fast action. You know, I, I definitely see a lot of folks interested in that, especially if they're a little bit of gear junkies like myself. But I usually try and get a read on, you know, where they are in their musky journey and what they're kind of looking to accomplish. Because um, I think that's more indicative of whether or not you need, you know, the G Loomis or you want the G Loomis or you just want to start with something that gets the job done. And I think there's a lot of good options in between. Um that's another so, great question. Are you trying to push starter rods on new guys? Or are you trying to say, hey, here's a starter rod, but for, what was it, $50 more for a chip plus shipping, that's a, a rod of a lifetime. You know what I mean? That's I'll definitely give them the lay of the land um, in terms of, you know, you can absolutely start with something if you're budget conscious. I know... You know, there's a lot of people out there. I was, I'm one of them. Um, you know, you're not always looking to go, you know, spend the, the top of the line. And I think there's a lot of good options for folks that are really good quality. When you look at what TFO puts out, when you look at uh, what Dave's got going on with his, his rods. Um, at the same time, there is not usually a conversation these days about rods that does not involve Tom and Chippewa River. Whether it's the price point, the performance, like, it's either, you know, the guy looking at the most expensive rod and I'm saying, well, you should still try and cast this one because it casts pretty similar, similar performance wise. Um, or like you said, the guy or girl looking to spend and be budget conscious and, you know, for a few extra bucks, get into something that's pretty close to the top of the line. I mean, he's, he's kind of a mad scientist with all the little details he thinks about on that, on that rod. So it's, like I said, tough to talk about them uh, musky rods these days without bringing that one up. And I think there's a reason there's a reason we're selling them, right? Like 
it might be a little odd to folks because Tom's got his custom rod shop. And uh, we talked to Tom when we started out and we just said, hey, we'd like to, you know, we'll throw a couple of little special custom things on there. Honestly, nothing, nobody can't probably get from Tom himself. But we'll keep them in stock and we'll let people cast them right next to everything else and let the rods talk to themselves. So. And speaking of that, do people come, what, as of right now, you don't have a, a brick and mortar fly shop, right? That's correct. Yep. Are people, For pandemic reasons and business reasons. We can, we can get into that more if you want to. Are people coming to your basement and casting different rods? <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they are, you know, I've met a few customers at parks. Um, we're going to, we're going to actually do some events here. We're going to, we're going to, once season closes up here, we're going to do some winter events in the Midwest and we're going to actually pack up the truck and the drift boat and head down South and, you know, visit a few people and do some type of pop-up events. Um, because I think that is important. There are definitely some people who, you know, read the Facebook group comments or reading the rod reviews or shit. They'll say, well, if it's good enough for Chris Willen or good enough for Brad Bowen, it's good enough for me. But there are other people that they want to cast them. They want to cast them with some lines. They want to cast them with some flies. And I think, you know, the more of that, the better. So we're looking to stay nimble and do let the customers tell us what they want. And I think that's been a strategy for me in business beyond just fly fishing. That's worked out pretty well. And you had just mentioned guys or gals looking to get their, their rods. Is there a, a growing population of female musky fly anglers? Oh, that, absolutely. That you can I, I would I would say, I mean, there's hard numbers here, and then there's just kind of gut and feel. Um, I think the, the section of fishing in general is growing with females incredibly. And uh, you look at every little nook and cranny of that, musky fly fishing is one of them. Um, I will say, I think musky fly fishing has got a very masculine brand. Uh, the fish, the people in it, um, the sport that I think um, can, you know, hopefully start to open itself up a little bit to females. But I've seen enough of them. My wife is one of them. Um, they can definitely handle their own and they're, they're awfully fishy. Um, so I think it's going to continue to grow. And uh, that's awesome because we need... I'm I'm definitely not, or I'm definitely one of the folks that encourages more people to be doing this because that's the only way more people care about it. And um, you're always going to have some stragglers that don't do things the right way, but the more, the, the bigger the community gets, the better. Um, and there's, there's still a lot of musky water and a lot of, a lot of open area in that sport. So we're, we're pumped to see the female side uh, come along really well. And I think it helps that we can, be genuine and authentic about that. You know, a lot of guys reach out to me and think that it's just me and some buddies and it's really me and my wife doing this. And, um, like I said, she holds her own rowing a boat and casting and hooking fish. So it's, it's definitely, it's not only is it possible, it's, it's absolutely something I think they're going to excel at the more we get, the more we get into the space. So, man, I know this big girl does not hold his own musky fishing. So kudos <laughs> to your wife and, that's, it's a tough, no, it's a tough, tough thing to do. It's, it's a labor of love. That's for sure. Uh, yep. had done it, you know, with these guys as much as, you know, I, I, I fish for a decent bit. I used to even more, but found myself going the other way into smaller, smaller rods lately. But yeah, it's a definitely a labor of love and kudos to you guys. That's yeah. I think my, my wife on that point, my wife is probably a much more, um, has a broader, broader fishiness about her where I'm, I'm pretty much at least these days pretty traditional with musky um 
there's very very many times she's out fishing me on a bass stream or a, a trout stream and that's okay um i uh i like to like to stick to one thing at a time so that's i taught my wife to cast a four weight in poorly you know because i'm not that good of a teacher but uh yeah i she, i get reminded of that when january rolls around and we start picking those back up again you know it's a little bit different and then uh we were, we were actually out west last summer uh floating down the uh the flathead and out with uh we were one of the guides uh who works for uh, larry's fly shop what hillary's got running out there in uh columbia falls and uh he was laughing at both of us he's like where did you guys learn to cast and we're like uh <laughs> Musky streamers is where we learned to cast, and uh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, my wife picked up a, a musky rod just to try it, and she was like, "This is a totally different sport, you know? It's it's not fly fishing." She yeah, yeah. So it's it, not it's not delicately presenting anything. No, and I think that's a good thing, and I think it also it, people you know we've talked to some vendors even that that kind of laugh and say, "What you guys are doing isn't really fly fishing," and I uh, you know everyone's got their own opinion. You get out there on a musky river and hook into one and uh, let that speak for itself because it's, it's, it's got to be up there in the pinnacle of this sport in terms of having a good time. Uh, and it's probably also up there in terms of having a bad time because it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it is, man. I don't know. I'll start calling it fly fishing when we can start doing it uh, throwing size 2-watt mu- uh, atoms and have them eat that. Hey, they'll, they'll probably they'll probably will. You you throw it out there, they'll probably eat it at one point. I've Guys that catch them on worms in spring, happen. I'm sure you could get them on a dragonfly. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, they were trying to get them on a whopper popper today, and it was 28. <laughs> yeah, get them on yep. a two odd atoms. We were we were out fishing today, and we heard a. We're like, what in the hell is that? And we look over, and there are two guys chucking whopper ploppers. They must know something we don't. <laughs> I didn't see them see any fish. <laughs> we at least saw one. That's good. That's usually what you're at least looking for. Yeah, it was it was a rough day, but uh, target uh, species was not acquired but seen. Yep, yep. That's so, the way it goes, though, right? That's the way it goes. So you, you had... Uh, go what, ahead, sorry. I was going to say, you had mentioned brick and mortar and uh, not happening due to pandemic. What uh, what's going on with that? Yeah, I would say it's a little bit of intentional and uh, product of the circumstances. Um, I mean, I joked about it earlier on, but uh, it, it probably safe to say one of the worst times in American business history to open a brick and mortar uh, store. It's just it's rough out there, and uh, they're not getting any favors, right? I think. No. Um, so that that factored into it. That was you know we. We have a, a very emotional pull to a brick and mortar fly shop. I think there's just something about going into them and seeing the selection of flies laid out and the rods and shooting the shit with the shop manager. It just it's it's a it's there's a essence to it that's part of fly fishing. Um, that being said, you know I spent 10 years. My wife has spent 10 years in kind of the online technology business, so that was our bread and butter. And we also saw a little bit of white space there to do that extremely well. And um, have that then pull us into a brick and mortar instead of kind of the traditional method, which is brick and mortars getting pulled online. So that's kind of where we're at. We think, you know, we got some plans for 2021, depending on how things go with with the economy and the virus and um, and whatnot in the business um, to do some brick and mortar stuff. But we're going to you know, we're going to do it a little bit differently. 
I think uh, I, I can't look at a, a fly shop from a business perspective and um, frankly see a lot of see a lot of greenbacks in that. I think it's a tough tough operation to run. I love them. I want to support all the local ones we got here in Wisconsin and uh, wherever I go. But uh, I think we have an opportunity to put a different you know put a different light on it and see see if that works. Greenbacks could fall on its face. Might not. We'll see. So being just musky focused, what fills the void in the frozen season? Um, well, our strategy is a couple things. One, I think that's when a lot of the Midwestern folks are sitting down at the vice, um, thinking about dreaming about having nightmares about the, the season and looking forward to the next one. So that's where we're looking to f- for fly tying materials to be a huge piece. And I think that covers a lot of ground. And it's also part of the reason uh, we're investing in, you know, a national audience or at least a, a national audience in terms of musky country. You know, which these days is anywhere from Washington State to New York and uh, a lot of areas in between. And some of those have full year round musky seasons. And, um, you know, we expect uh, to see some growth in those areas. And we're going to go get down and get, you know, get into those communities a little bit, because I think that's part of part of being a a successful business is um, getting established in those communities and getting people to trust you and realize that you're not just trying to make money. You're trying to, you know push the sport and the fisheries forward a little bit. So that's, that's the plan. You know, we also expect it to be, um, frankly, the drier parts of the, uh, the business cycle. But um, I think, you know, there's definitely enough there in terms of the U S to keep us, keep us going through the the dry months. And if you do ever open a brick and mortar and in the winter time, you should definitely look into selling lining kugels. Uh, yeah, that would that would help. Yeah, if you could if you could sell an assortment of alcohol and drugs and everything in between, that would definitely help the bottom line. No, you no. could just sell you, you could sell the regular ice fishing shit, man. You you'll make it normally. You're all right. Yeah, that's, you, that's there'll be no concept. fucking greenbacks involved. For that. I, I've done it. I've done it a lot. It's it's a productive way to get some food on the table, but uh, a little bit different than chucking ten weights for musky. So I don't I don't know. I'll probably be pulled down south and go fishing there instead. So here's here's a brilliant genius idea for you that I shouldn't be mentioning on the air. <laughs> but if you're not don't want to be tied into a brick and mortar and you want to be able to service nationwide, why don't you fill a trailer up with musky fly gear? It's the pop up and just make it like a, <laughs> a, a food truck and go around the country. Like to that's, where that's yeah, that's that's I love that. I think that's when we talk about pop up, that's kind of the kind of the idea and it's, you know it's still a pretty small and intimate experience and um i think there's a potential i might need to get a bigger truck though so we'll we'll work on that or just pack pack it in the boat and strap it down and pr- hope for the best <laughs> yeah as long as you can keep inventory in in the boat you know what i mean yep yeah exactly so uh with the fly time materials you had mentioned bucktail is there anything else that you're thinking like the musky guys are going to be wanting needing uh searching out yeah, I think I think we're at a we're at a awesome point in musky fly fishing, and this I'm not the first one to say this. I won't be the last, but it's we're just starting to hit our stride in terms of the the big brands, the small brands starting to focus on it, whether it's rods, line, etc. I think you're seeing the same in fly tying. So we'll absolutely have the basics, and to me, that's you know some bucktail, some feathers, some flashy boots, some crystal flash. But I think there's a lot of cool things going on in synthetics uh, and in these brushes, 
I mean, you got, I don't know if you guys have checked it out. I'm sure Mark has the new uh, AirX hook that just came out. I just got my hands on that. That thing is sweet. So there's, hey, there's a lot of different things that uh, we're going to offer. And like I said, I think because we're musky only, we can go nine miles deep in musky only fly tying. You know, I don't have to worry about, you know, size 22 hooks. I'm, I'm worrying about trying to get ADOC hooks uh, instead, which is not something you often find in, in fly shop. I hear you. man. Hey, Dan, listen to this. Did you hear that? What? I did. What was that? That's the new PR378GB Predator swim bait in 2-watt. I'm holding one in a six yeah. <laughs> we we got a pack, we got a couple packs of them right here on the podcast table. Oh yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yep. that those are, those are table sweet, is littered with those ARX cool? hooks. <laughs> so we, oh yeah, that was just me shaking in front of the microphone for you. <laughs> so that was super helpful. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. It's always best when it has to be described. Mo's the man. Yeah. Is there any, any, nobody better than Mo? Yeah. No, he's he's the man. I think those are sweet and. You know, Gunner and Paul, they, they're helping them out. That was those. Yeah. I, like I said, we're we're still in the early innings of all this. So I think we're going to start seeing more cool shit like that start coming out. And I think that's that's part of our hope, too, is we can help some of these brands that see that there really is an economy in musky fly fishing. Yo, Dan. You there, man? I'm still there. You hear me? Yeah. You cut out there for a second. Oh, my bad. All I was saying was I think we're well past the days of, uh, you know, having to steal tarpon shit to make it work for muskie. You got some of these brands, and uh, we're hoping to help get them more interested in, you know, making some products specific for it. And you're seeing a little bit of that. You know, you got the Sonar Muskie line, and you got the G. Loomis rod. um, You got some of the hooks, but... I'm hoping we see a lot more of it in the in the next five to ten years because we could use it. There's, like I said, there's a lot of lot of room for the sport to grow and a lot of things that everybody's doing. So, well, in a, in a kind of piggyback what you said earlier, and I know we're all kind of naive in it. We got blinders on because we do it all every day. But streamer fishing is one of the fastest growing segments in all of fishing right now. And if anybody gets addicted to streamer fishing, it's only going to go right up the line into musky. Yep, it's at the top. It's it's definitely got its dose of addiction. Well, well baked in for sure. I mean, it's incredible what people will do and just they they may live that. six, eight, ten hours from musky and the amount of money that's spent in it and they're stocking up for that couple trips that they may get. You know, every you know once a month or every other month. It's yeah. P- sure. People look forward to it for months and months on end if it's not what they have in front of them. It's. Yep, you're at the yep. pinnacle. And that's, that's, you know, it's kind of the musky, musky fool in all of us. Like I was talking to a few folks driving eight hours through the night to go fish for one day to drive home. And like, I love that. That's, I've been doing that for a long time. I know many of us have. And um, I think it's, it's kind of a unique aspect of the whole sport. And I agree with you. I, and you can't do it without touch it, talking about musky because it's pretty damn fucking fun. Another thing you kind of touched on a little bit too is that Luma stick. What's your thoughts on like the what's the difference between the eleven and the twelve? How do you feel the difference in them? I lo- I mean I love them, man. I I don't just say this because it's the most expensive rod I carry. I was fishing them before I opened a fly shop. Like it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome. It might not be for everybody, but like it's the rod I'm fishing. Fish 
tight right now because we're throwing big stuff. We get really windy fall days. I like how Chris talks about them. They're kind of pair. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, do you want the 11 or the 12? I think they, they go together nicely and they both have their unique aspects. Um, but they're, they're sweet, dude. They, they make casting easier and they bring, they bring some flies back into the, into the arsenal that maybe weren't castable on other, other rods. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan, probably fishing that 11 weight 90% of the time. Um, but the 12 weight definitely has its, has its time and that time for us in wisconsin is like right now till it's frozen which would be like two days from now <laughs> yeah overnight. yeah any day overnight now. Any day now. a couple hours hoping and praying yeah. to get another shot or two so um when you go fishing you're you're mainly in a drift boat uh and two different things so we got uh we got a hull uh and we got a we got an old school classic craft uh, believe it or not, I picked up that Clacker Craft in Wisconsin. I think it was one of the only ones for sale in Wisconsin. People still give me a weird look like, you know, there aren't any rivers like that here. And I say, well, we, we find them at least. But, um, yeah, we run both of them. I and mean, we got so many lakes that are just stock full of muskies. Um, you I, Don't get me wrong. I'd probably, if I had to pick uh, something to fish the rest of my life, it'd be floating down a river. But um, lakes lakes produce man and um for some reason some folks don't think you can go target muskies on fly rods on lakes and that is just so far from the truth you can you can have some really fishy days on lakes uh, they, they again they both have their time and deal with different aspects turnover a little bit um, but there's a lot of lakes out there especially in this state minnesota uh you name it that are lots of muskies swimming around so we do a little bit of both I've been checking out some of those rafts too, because we got so many waters in Wisconsin. You know, I like I like to compare it to like M- Montana, where every single river that you can float a drift boat down, it's got access for you to get a drift boat in, because they're used to seeing them. And here in Wisconsin, we don't really think about that, so we like to make canoe landings that block off trailers and drift boats from coming in. So some of them you need to get a little creative, and um, some of those new rafts are pretty sweet looking. Um, we're running both, probably splitting. I would say 60-40 favor in the drift boat, but uh, we do we do both. We're towing them both up north, and we're we're bringing them all over the place. I I know it's uh, circumstantial, but uh, the difference in fishing rivers and lakes. Do you change your fly selection between the river and the lake? Uh, yes, and I would say there's also a little crossover. I'm, Hey, oh, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hold on for just, hold on for just yeah. a second, okay? Okay, we're back. Uh, sorry about that, Dan. Can you get back into the the lake versus river fly selection? Yeah. So what I was saying is, I'm. There's a lots of schools of thought here. I'm definitely a little bit more of the natural color and presentation is probably what I start with and prefer. So I'm. I'm for lack of a better term, I'm trying to match the hatch a little bit. You know, I'm probably not fishing a lot of Cisco patterns in, in uh, rivers, but if I'm in lakes with Cisco and Chad, I'm going to be definitely trying some of that out. Um, lakes also give me the opportunity to get a little bit deeper, especially this time of year. So doing a little bit more dredging on the bottom and fishing some weighted stuff, some jig style stuff. Um, and I also think you got to think a little bit more about the 
the movement when you're not moving the fly, if that makes sense. The river kind of gives you that perpetually with the current. And you got to do a little bit more self-prescribed action of the fly um, in a lake. So some of the materials start to change. I like fishing some marabou in lakes because it just it's it's moving all the time. Um, but that's that's probably the main stuff. Deeper, a little bit more natural, so the patterns open up a little bit. And um, then you also just get some lakes that up in Wisconsin, at least, you know, everybody talks about the stained waters. That's nothing new. But you just get some absolutely crystal clear. You know, you can see 20 feet in some of these lakes. And that definitely forces you to change some things up beyond just the flies. Right. You're going maybe a little bit longer leader, a little bit more natural fly. Um, you might you might be worried about spooking them with boats and line and all that stuff. So they, they definitely bring in a few more variables. But um it's it's worth it i mean they're big and there's lots of fish in the lakes they don't they don't fight the same we all know that as the rivers but they're definitely there so speaking of the um, changing the leaders up a little bit you you were tying your own leaders for the musky fool shop correct or some of them yeah yeah oh yeah yeah we're selling some of them that i've been i've been tying i don't claim really have to any have special insider knowledge you know there's a lot of guys i've been hearing about how they're tying them, um, you know, you name it, from from Larry up in Hayward to a couple other guys on YouTube talking about them. I run it pretty simple, though. I go um, just some, some fluoro or mono for the, the butt and throw it on some, some wire or fluorocarbon. I do tie them for fluorocarbon because people want to fish them. You will not catch me dead fishing fluorocarbon bite guard. Nuh-uh. Wire, wire, wire all day, every day had too many nightmares myself or too many stories from others but uh yeah we keep them pretty simple and honestly the reason we did that is twofold up until i would say very recently you couldn't find musky leaders that i thought were appropriate like eight and a half to nine feet is not an appropriate length for a musky leader it's way too long and um, there's some recent ones i think sa's got a pretty good one um that's now the appropriate musky size i think it's about five feet that's still the max i'm fishing at least for lengthwise so it was both a size thing. We just wanted to offer something appropriate. So we run them in three feet and five feet. And then um, price. I, I mean, I know when I was fishing, you know, spending 16 bucks on a liter forces a lot of people tying them on their own. Um, but, you know, to offer something at half that price and know it's going to hold up, know it's hand tied. I freaking glue the shit out of that thing. Like I put every, every ounce of glue on those knots and make sure they're tight and test them. So it definitely will get the job done if you're if you're not looking to tie your own and you're not looking to spend 16 bucks on some plastic and wire. Um, you know, I definitely worth worth checking out. But I, I honestly, I sell them, and this will sound stupid. I still would encourage people to tie their own. You know, you got to learn to tie a good musky leader. What you need probably two or three different knots and cut two materials, and you can test them yourself and have faith in yourself as opposed to somebody else and. You know, it makes you changing them in and out pretty easily. So I, I definitely try and push people to do that when they're getting started. Yeah, 100%. I trust my knots way more than yours. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would tell you to do the same. I <laughs> no, no, Plus, you're not I don't want to be responsible Hey, fuck you, that. Mark. <laughs> uh, speaking of leader, do you use, like, the fast hatch uh, switch, or do you use any, like, or is it just all retying on the ends? Uh, I use clasps. If you if you use big enough clasps, I think they're good. Um you know, you're never going to get it perfect. I think you don't use clasps 
yeah, you might have one or two moments out of a thousand where you it, it, it doesn't break down, but you're also introducing, you know, more failure and kinks and you might fish that leader a little bit longer. You might not change your fly. Um, so I'm a, I use clasps. They're, they're easy. They allow me to switch pretty well. And um, I, I personally have not had any any issues with them. I know that doesn't really matter because there are people that have had issues with them, but I'm a fan. I, I put them on. I'd rather I'd rather have a clasp connection than a, a loop to loop wire and fluoro. I, I think I've had more issues with that than clasps. So, well, the loop to loop wire and fluoro, you're going through so much wire tying on each on each fly. You know what I mean? Yep. It's it's a pain in the butt, and it gets relatively expensive relatively quickly. I think. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I agree with that. You can if you you know if you if you're not bending them and kinking them, they can last a pretty good time. So. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, is there anything that we haven't haven't hit on that that we should be talking about? I think we covered a lot of it, man. I mean, I would just, I guess, a couple things from my end. I think, um, you know, one we we touched it a little bit earlier, but we're just we're just huge proponents over here of getting more people into it. Um, and I think sometimes that can rub people the wrong way, especially in the musky world, because it is a fish that's so hard to catch and got a lot of secrets and myths and all that good stuff but we've just we've seen enough of it if people don't care about it uh they don't do it they don't care about it if they don't care about it it starts to go away and we're we're living in some pretty good years for musky fishing but i'd like to keep it that way and i think we can even do better you know we're still stocking a lot of fish and um that shouldn't be that shouldn't be um the pinnacle of what we're capable of as a as a human species we should be pushing ourselves to do more um, natural stuff with these muskies and, um, you know, bringing back more watersheds and, and making it even better. So we're, we're fully hundred percent might rub people the wrong way, but the more people doing it, the better, you know, we got to do it the right way, of course, um, to take care of the fish. But I think, uh, the law of, law of numbers will, will help take care of that a little bit. So, and, you know, I think muskies a cool fish cause it kind of self-regulates. Yeah, I don't want you. I don't want to be fishing for them over eighty degrees, but good luck catching them over eighty degrees too. Like they're, they 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 do a little bit of that on their own, which I think helps um, helps keep them keep them safe. And you know we're going to start seeing more and more scientific research coming out from lots of different organizations that is helping us get smarter as anglers on how to how to be better fishermen and and whatnot. So we're we're big proponents of that. We're um, you know have a conservation slant to the business in terms of supporting a few groups that we think are really important. We've picked three of them. Hopefully that list grows, but we're um, supporting Muskies Inc. I mean, they were kind of the the founding fathers of catch and release. And uh, we would not have a lot of muskies swimming around our waters if it wasn't for that organization. Um, And then we got Keep Fish Wet. I think that's a little bit newer organization, but um, what they got going on is pretty cool, especially when it comes to big predatory fish like um, you know, I know it's, I want to take pictures of the big ones and I, I often do, but to do our best to, to keep them swimming for another day is the best thing we can. And then it might be a little odd for musky fishermen, but we support backcountry hunters and anglers. Um, hell yes, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. I mean, we don't, we got a lot of public water up here, got a lot of public water all over the state and they're kind of leading the good fight in terms of keeping it public, keeping it, keeping it natural. And, um, you know, we're hoping that they can start to direct a little bit more of that to the musky watersheds. You know, musky are kind of cool. And this is why one of the many reasons I get so obsessed with them, you know, they're kind of the uh, indicative of how the watershed's performing, you know, performing. They're a top predator. If muskies are thriving, 
it's a pretty good assumption that everything else below them is thriving. And um, they're, they're indicative of how things are, are working in, in the water. So that's why we think it's super interesting to take that angle to them. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the groups I'd just like to throw out there. I think, you know, that you can all be a member. So join up. You can be uh, for a couple, couple bucks here and there. Get, get with your local Muskies Inc. chapter. Um, check out Keep Fish Wet. And, um, you know, definitely get involved with backcountry hunters and anglers because they're, they're doing some awesome shit. So that's, that's kind of my last plug. Happy to answer any other questions you guys got. <laughs> so uh, what do you think about pike? Oh, I love them. Love to eat them. <laughs> they, you just go, call love them walleye? Them. You know, uh, there are days when they can make a muskie hunting uh, adventure seem less less crazy. And then there are days where you are fucking cursing their name because you just want to catch their cousin. Um, but we got a lot of good pike up here. They don't grow super big in Wisconsin. There's a few, few spots where they're big, but we like them. They eat flies well, but they don't drive me crazy. They don't stir my emotions and grab me by the heartstrings like muskies do. So there's a reason it's musky fool, not pike fool. Yeah, man. Pike are kind of like the fat girl at the bar. You just go home with anyone. I like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. We're yeah, talking like, about Mark's, hold on. Mark's old I like Mark, wife. Here. I like Mark's analogy. I like Mark, Mark's analogy. Mark loves yeah. the pike. Yeah. It's What's that one? What's that one? Pike are like panties. Not the best thing, but they're the closest to it. <laughs> there you go. I, I can get with that. I can get with that. I'll take a and, pike any day, dude. I don't do it. I, I like that shit, man. They're fun. Oh, they're great. In, that in their own scenario. If, but if I'm in waters with pike and muskie, no, I'm out. Yeah. 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 I, see, I, I catch them the and way. pop them right back in. When I I'm see, in waters where it's just pike, oh, that's a I see a story. walleye guy curse the shit out of him. He counts it as, like, negative 10 points every pike he catches. Yep, yep. Dude, ah, they just yeah. got a branding issue, man. They got to get do, the involved. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 need, they need to they hire are, you. They're arguably very close to the same thing, but, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of interest in catching pike. I'm not It'd be like a know, 40 changing my entire lifestyle and financial situation to go chase pike, but I'll do a lot of crazy shit for muskie. Well, they have not sp- a whole lot different. <laughs> they have spots. They don't have lines, man. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the difference. We're we're, we're line folk, no spots. <laughs> Alrighty, man. Well, hey, I think uh, I think I'm I'm plumb out of questions. I was gonna say, speaking of the 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 color thing, what's your favorite color musky? Because they yeah. come in a million different colors. He said greenbacks. And, and you like the green ones? You like the ones with all the stripes on them? What do you like? Oh man, I the all golden I'm looking so biased ones. to that Wisconsin <laughs> bronze, green, dark bronze. green clear musky. That that's that's the one. That's the one in my dreams. Green that's and the white. One in my nightmares. You know, I I they're all beautiful to me, but that's the one. Like when I picture a musky, that's what I'm picturing. That 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 dark shade of green and that black that back that's almost black. Um, those are those are the ones that are occupying my brain space. Cool man, well said. See, anymore when I think about muskie, I think of that one Chris Willem posted today. Looks like he was from Lake St. Clair. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I think about when I think about muskie when I'm at home. <laughs> that had to yep, be from that. Yep. Well, and that was a funny post, I think, if we're talking about the same one, because uh, you, you could tell he wasn't fishing the normal water when that fish came out of the, out of the, putting the net. That one, uh, you don't find that one swimming in the rivers in northern Wisconsin very awesome, very often. So. No. But they're cool fish. They're sweet, man. They're 
you know, we're sitting around here talking about one fish, and I think that's that's part of the allure of them. They got a lot of history, a lot of myth, and they'll drive me fucking crazy until I'm blue in the face. So wouldn't have it any other way. That's All right, you true. damn fool. It was great talking to you. And Yeah, brother. You know, good we catching up. Nice to meet you over the phone, and uh, you got a good thing going. Love the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank sure you very thing, much. Bud. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Jets. Take it easy. Well, I forgot about the lyrics in that song. <laughs> yeah, we had to <laughs> run that back. It's been a while since you listened to Soulfly. <laughs> I, I, I felt offended when it first said that word, but I remembered that that's my favorite word. I shouldn't feel offended. He was saying it in such a way, though. That That is offensive. Why would you play that, Chad? Sorry, Look, folks. Sorry. It says, hold on. I'm going to go back and start over again now. Get the happy version of that. What no, the we're, fuck? we're not starting over. We're just going to the next song in that CD. There you go. What about on? Hey, as we were as we Carver were fifty five from earlier. Oh yeah. After this tune, we'll hey, do some of that. We were talking about the weather. Thirteen degree real feel here on Tuesday after a beautiful day of what today? Like fifty some. Oh man. Yeah, we're we're switching and transitioning into this next little chunk of the last bit of the year. It was cold this morning. Not oh. only we had whopper ploppers, Chad went farming today. Dude, it got frosty. Was that boat frosty? Yeah, man. It was cold. We were walking, but yeah, it was cold. You didn't go on a boat? No. Losers. We went on foot. foot you keeping your spot secured, huh, Mark? Not taking people to where the fish are at, I understand. Well, we got one to come in this morning. First, I, I heard. First thing. But, but we were supposed to ask you on cue, like, remember that time this morning? <laughs> Go ahead, Chad. Remember that time this morning when we had a fish come in? <laughs> and it ate, and I sat back into it, and it got away. Trout settingly, or? I swept the rod back toward the tail of, into the fish's face, like, toward the tail like of the fish. Like McDonald sweep the floor, or CEO sweep, sweep the floor? I stuck it, man. <laughs> I 100%, I swept the rod. Felt pressure, into, got tight? Yeah. Felt pressure, got tight, shook the head three times, and then it was gone. So he just bit the fly and let it go. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But dude, it was fish there. have amazing bite power. It was There's there. No doubt. It was there long enough following the fly that I consciously thought I said when this fish eats, I'm going to sweep the rod back into his face. And when it ate, I swept it back into his face. And that was so it. So it was like a back tennis player backhand right. slapped him. I, I don't know. That sounded like a big buck story, like me. Like, I can get a shot. I can, I can, I can, yeah, I understand. I've had it was real. I've had two muskie encounters this year. The first one I fucking farmed. I I pulled it out of the fish's mouth. I I set straight up when it ate directly in front of me. Boom. And this one, it. I just watched fucking Luke Swanson's. How you were to, you were ready. I, I just watched Luke Swanson's How to Figure Eight video yesterday. Just because you know I'm like. 
and then Mark and I were talking about it. And I said, yeah, there's a lot you can learn if you don't know what to do, you know? And the fish comes in. And I watch it. I said, oh, Luke said set back into its face. I set back into its face. And I have no fish to show for it. Fumble. <laughs> How, so, what? Mid-class? 30s? Um, or? 28 to 31-ish. It wasn't huge. We've been the biggest one I've touched this year. <laughs> but a good one for <laughs> you. Get you one this year. Dang. <laughs> that, that was it, too. Look, time's ticking. Now, now if you want to get a muskie before the year's over, you got, like, 30-some days. You better get to moving. I know, man. And them guys that wanted to catch 20, holy shit, you better hurry up, bud. Did Be- you suck again? Yeah, I, a little bit. I hooked one. Kinda. I set the hook into one, and it uh, got away. He didn't have the, the GB hook, though. No, I did not have the GB <laughs> hook. I had some sort of, I think it was a trout predator, like a 4 aught, And I tied like a... Like a like a brush minnow, like a, Tony ties. A dainty minnow. <laughs> and and know, damn, it worked all yeah. the way until no fish, huh? So Mark, he there was, was no other Mark, follows or anything. Mark, Mark? No, Mark mentioned good. he let you get the get on the spot there without him casting. He was he was gonna let you get a couple casting. He said, "Just he just got there. I turned my back, and next thing I know, you're like, oh, fish there, there." Yeah, that that's so much you call it and you walk in there and, and it don't happen or or it doesn't come together because it's always going to happen right right in that moment right. Well, we had just seen a fish come up and rise and Mark said that was a minnow dying. And I said yeah. I said yeah it was and I cast like over toward it and I stripped yeah, it. Yeah it was. It, it was a type of like hit the surface. It wasn't a roll. It wasn't like uh, I'm porpoising this. A flicker. I just ate something and whatever it was just lost its life. Because something got ate by the way that that... And whatever it was, it wanted dinner, or dessert. Yeah, when them ripples come out in about seven different angles, that fish was turning quick. And then we mm-hmm. went back there, like, to end the day, and there was a fish mm-hmm. that stuck its head up. It looked like it was it had a goddamn periscope. It looked like it just stuck its eyes up above and was peeking around. And dude, he was looking and at I, you guys. He's like, I know that, I know that urban flacco, fucker. motherfucker. <laughs> I've seen those dirty beards before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, wait. Remember me? I smell that. It double verified. It smells he, like meat. He, he looked at your boat from underneath and above water. <laughs> they didn't eat their vegetables today. <laughs> Speaking of that, we did have some good oh, lunch. We didn't have vegetables either. I know. We I've seen the do. pictures, man. I'm out there like I, I started. Is that, getting, is that what you were doing when you no, were? No, I started seriously getting anxiety. No, I, earlier <laughs> even today when I talked to Chad, I was tying a fly, the fly I'm holding. But I was like, uh, not to we're going to keep on your thing, but I'm like, man, I'm getting anxiety. Like, man, I'm not spending time on the river. I dude, I didn't shoot any deer. I'm like in the same spot I was in. Like, uh, like it was really, yeah, it was really some. hurting at me. Yeah. So go ahead, back to your story. Well, you got. Uh, I just brought a couple strip sticks and threw them on a the cast iron skillet. Ooh. They good. That's it. Some hot peppers. Perfect. Ooh. Like, like medium medium rare. Mm. They're oh, perfect. Yeah. Cast iron's the best. Oh. Just a little bit of in the oven on powder. your boat so you could fish while you cook. This was on this is walking. No. This was actually in the tailgate of my pickup truck. <laughs> parking mm. parking lot pimping? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were the king of the parking lot. Oh yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of activity there today. He tailgating for the game, bud. Big game, big game. <laughs> That's what I told Mark. I said, since we can't tailgate in NFL games anymore, we can tailgate in parking lots. Okay, right there next to the river. 
that's what people were doing when I seen them today at the game lens. I left. I, I kind of left early. Had the kid with me. Yeah, some people don't do not do it all day. Don't go hard. Mm. That was nice. Finish up. Have a little lunch before we took off. Went and picked up some more tails. Oh, you were all done fishing? Ate mm-hmm. when you were finished? Yeah, right at the end. Because we were going to go pick up tails. and We worked on them all day Saturday. And we wrecked another 68. 68. We probably picked up equally as much or more. So yeah, it was and a these, busy and day and a half. And so we we were just saying that the tails that you guys pick up, they just go to a dis- undisclosed source, huh? Yeah, you can't buy Pockets. them. Pockets. <laughs> I know I can't buy them. <laughs> I could just take them out of your garage. I know I don't need to buy them. Oh, I have. A what nice do you mean? You just fucking an, got one. Today. I have another nice screen for you guys, though. We need it. We need uh, it. a big like a door, like two door screens down there. I got. I need our it. screens are screaming. And this right one's now. like They're this one's max. a this one's a uh, it's nice and thick. We probably got just like the girls they used to date in high school. Oh yeah, we probably got 160, 70 on screen right now. There you go, man. Did you guys, uh, other than what our guest, did you guys mention all the sweet hooks we have here? No, we haven't really gotten into them. We kind of talked about them a little bit, but we haven't dove dove in. Jeez, Airx man, there's there's thanks Mo. There's enough Airx hooks for all of us. We've had people reaching out to us about the new hooks, and we're like, we haven't seen these things yet. I know. I I get. To, I'm seeing all these things on Instagram popping up of these new hooks, these well, hooks, they, new hooks, they and then Universal. Where is it? Yeah, the XO774 Universal Curve. Mm-hmm. That is a great changer hook. Oh yeah, especially I for know. a front hook. Short shanked, real mm-hmm. big, wide stinger style gap. Yeah, that's why I'm taking all of them. That's any big game minnow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah. And that saltwater hook that it's it's very similar. It's just smaller gauge and smaller size, but it's meant for like smaller changers and that's oh they're, it's they're super cool. Per- and or or it's also meant for uh, surf candies and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Short that short tail even you could throw mm-hmm. on the tails. See, you want to well, here's up. what I'm thinking. Mm. What was that this. in a 12? Where Where's that universal? Even them curved salt. In a... This one? Is it a 10 or 12? I like the right 2. Here. You know what I'm thinking for that? In a one aught. Universal curve in a one aught. Or if it's in a 1. I don't know. Is there a 1 in this? I need. I like the number 2s. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Bowfin. Oh, yeah. Up tight, see. close. Well, they'll bite it into their lip. It's just, it's real close. That's so short shank, and then you can maneuver that fish once he eats it, and it's in there. Well, tight. pressure should oh, yeah. push just it right in. Just do that, like a little deceiver <laughs> with it. That's Dude, all. My dad Three was turns. talking about even a game changer, just because you could just pull the thing real slow back to yourself, and it's just going to go like this and and meander right through the water, right next to where they're sitting, and you can put you a weed guard slow. on there. Put you a weed and guard, and you're just see, and they're just going to see that little tail flutter and shit. Oh, you know they're going to come on. Just <laughs> I had one hit. I had one hit. Changer twice. Oh, that, pink. That they went. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was brown. I like the deceiver form too, though. I, I like. I like either way works. Well, that's a super it heavy hook. To that's going to drop. It's more I think about the presentation, the way you pockets. show the, the fish, the fly, you know, especially with those guys. But I can't wait for more of those. I tell you what, this hook. <clears throat> oh yeah, that thing. This, this hook is the. PR three seventy eight GB too. Predator swim. You bait. make this in a standard bucktail deceiver. That hopefully, hopefully, will then stick them stupid things up through the top of their mouth. Maybe finally. So, the pickerel. No, the bowfin. Ah. Uh, you can do the same thing with the bowfin with these. Yeah. Uh, oh no! Screw the pickerel. So, but Paul uses them in like a. Uh, 
he uses them for even um, what's the rig he puts down through all that? A tube. Yeah, a tube lure, right? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool for and a tube over top of like the extended shank that's on the front of that. And then he crosses wire in between the hook gap and then crosses it crosses again after it exits the hook. And then he, it makes like a little loop at the end of it. And then he'll snap his twister tails onto that. Paul Monahan, if anyone's wondering. Oh, jeez. Who we're talking You're about. a genius. It, it's, it's a slick idea. It's, a it's great like a idea. whole rig. It is. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it is. From the gear side, you know. It would be like an Alabama rig for flies, yeah, but you, only one you of them. You set like, your rig up, your hook is, is never part of your, unless it's on a lure. You know what I mean? All them <clears throat> bass style type deals with that crisscross, like that could be a weed guard, even. You know what I mean? Yeah. So awesome idea. Mo also must know we like oh, our no. beer because he sent us a couple of koozies, coasters, or coasters. Yeah, yeah. all the weight you want to put like on there, Mark. Coaster, or rattles, egg. or mm-hmm. got a little piggy piggyback spot for added attraction. Can I go get off efficient of for just a second? Sure. Burr. I haven't been able to drink beer like in quantities since Wednesday. You guys put a hurting on me. When, what was Wednesday? Oh, yo, dude, I was, I hurt the next day too bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was fucked. Oh, every, every you know what? I, I woke up at 6. I drank a big, huge glass of water. Nobody texted me. Went back me. to bed, woke it was up in the at group 7, text. drank it a big glass text. of water, and then didn't wake back up again until 9. <laughs> oh, like, was... Nope, I know how this is going to feel, and I'm going to try to bypass it. Oh, that was me too, dude. It was hurting time. Well, you, you guys stayed, what you, went what you longer, guys? though. We left at 11, 11.30. I stayed up till quarter to two. Um, I heard about some things that went down at the wedding that uh, Jay and I attended, uh, what, a month and a half ago. I'll tell you guys all I fair. <laughs> um, what? I finished, we finished that box of beer that you brought that night, Mark. Um, not, hopefully well, not things I did. We <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We and we cleaned that case up quick, and then uh, what? Six o'clock. I woke up on Thanksgiving morning, threw up, and then we ran a five k. Ain't, that, ain't I, that what needs to be done for him to do if anything he, good? He, right? He, he he, if he, he got to throw up first, if he did, he'd ran it ten minutes longer. <laughs> he got to throw up first <laughs> automatically. That's it was. See, what? if you'd puke this morning, you'd landed that musky. Yep, I know. Like I said, I haven't been able to drink beers like I did. But, uh, what was I going to say? You got a backseat oh. full today you told me about. Never one got cracked. I know. Like I said, I haven't been able to drink beers. I, I, there's three open beers here beside me right now. You did okay yesterday doing tails. I didn't have one after you left. Uh-huh. My brother-in-law and I got down on Friday night at camp. You know, that's just something about the mountain there get y'all fucked up for some reason. <laughs> And yeah, we were at a good time. We were up. Get up we early. Too, too, no, we weren't up. No, we weren't up too god awful late. We all had our good drunk on by nine o'clock, so we were in bed and woke up and we're. What time did you wake up? What time did you get in the woods? I was in the woods dark, dark, dark. Like probably six thirty. Six. Yeah, probably six thirty. Yeah, just yeah, about. Yep. I mean, I, r- the last week I've been like sitting there in archery. Like, where's the light at? It's kind of. It's kind. I can see. But, you know, nothing to light my pins up. I'm like, hey, uh, son, any time now. And the yeah. days are short. And, oh, you know, yeah. coming over, when they're coming right over now. top of, like, wood lines. Oh, you lose it there quick. It's even shorter. 
you know, you're not, you know, it, it's it makes it for a very very short day in the woods. Seemed like it got a a lot darker earlier up four, in the mountains man, than it four, did here. Four forty five, Jake, you can't see on the hillside anymore. I had that deer come in at yep. ten to five, and it was it was I could see it, but I mean it was light was fading, and ultimately we're good till about five thirty here, so a little less light up there, but. Again, man, thanks for all them hooks. They're sweet. The oh, G, yeah, the GB hooks. hooks. Just, uh, oh, gosh. Mark, Mark's going to probably put that in the arsenal somewhere, right? Oh. Got plans for it. For sure. Yeah, I already started messing with that kind of bulkhead. Pretty that, cool. That Works could possibly good. even be like a top we'll water. We'll definitely see some in some game chambers. That could game be a top water hook? Oh, yeah, the other ones, yeah. I you got the legs. You got, you know what I mean? It would keep your your hook not in the water. Yeah, and that might not be a bad idea. Make like a frog with like the the flapper body of the frog inside the bend or the the point of the hook. Tie it from the thing into the bend of the hook, mm-hmm. and then when they bite, they push the body of the frog down and catch it. Yeah, yeah, idea. for for yeah, if you're gonna be down south, even throwing for some big, big largemouth bass. Heck yeah, that's a that's a big musky hook for a bass. Holy shit, that's a fucking giant hook. They probably don't get no bigger, right? Oh, speaking of that, I got a, I got a weedless frog in my pocket. Second one I found in two weeks. I got a weedless frog, man. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor? Black. <laughs> Black blue. That's oh, a bass fisherman. That one right there. Dream. Oh, ah. look, get the fuck phone out of here. <laughs> the one right weather. beside the microphone. <laughs> no, the weather doesn't matter. It's going to rain a fucking shitload and it's going to snow a bunch. Oh, yeah, when you go out first time in eight years and shoot a buck, nothing oh, matters. No, Fifteen. Fifteen years, Jace. Time's going quick. Bro, we we know how experienced you are in the woods, man. You're, not you just not became at all. A, you didn't become a woodsman in two days, and now you're gonna go sit on the couch again. Hey, man. Up proud. Nah. Hey, I went out a lot when I was a kid. A lot of time spent in the woods when I was a kid. It's fun, man. I love it. I love it. I'm over head I just over heels. Sucked. <laughs> it's terrible. I you know I I honestly would always rather be fishing. Did you because re- I can twitch when I'm fishing? Dude, did I can, you like, realize you I can sucked. row the boat when I'm when I'm fishing. I I can move. I can talk loud. I can be obnoxious as I fucking want to be, and be having a good time. When I'm out there by myself in the woods, it's like, oh that's man, that's who I hunted with in my stand today. By my wood, like by myself. I'm like, jeez, man. I'm like, ah, oh, god, this sucks, man. I'm just standing here, nothing to do but be in your own head. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hold this heavy ass gun. I do it's it only all 30, from the 30, woods, bro. And it's cold. And it's cold. It wasn't bad tonight, like I said. But it's just that shit ain't for me, man. I'm not the great white hunter. I I will go out because uh, I mean, like I said, it, my family. Well, you're to white. Do it. Ultimately, you're <laughs> you are out of shape, and that deer has shown you this. Oh fuck yeah, I'm out of shape. And you need to fix that, <laughs> or you can't play these games. I feel like the no, outdoors. See, the outdoors. I have the trump card. Athletic. Like it, unless unless you're a. A fisherman, we all know what fishermen look like. That's why they make those big-ass sun shirts and shit like that. Yeah, you got a boat. We get it. You know what I mean? But I'm going to need to be walking these shorelines and banks for a long time. So the you know the extracurricular of my everyday life is always getting out every moment to 
try and get that shit in. Not it, that it's, it's hard to drag something out when yeah, if you don't climb no, a tree no, ten no, no, times hold on, a week, hold on, no, if no, you no, don't, no, no, when you're having an asthmatic reaction to the fucking deer itself, and you're like, <laughs> all right, Adam, I'm not lying, dude. Hey, that thing had handles on it. And I'm you like, fuck, god damn it. You should have just grabbed. Did you have horns. a rope? Yeah. Yeah, I had a rope. It had like a strap. Do you waste or get around your waist? But oh, the rope no. was only so long, and I'd already touched the deer at this point, so I'm already having that. And I didn't have my inhaler. You proofed it. I left it in the car proof. at my dad's house. So you left the rope beside the deer whistle. Wait, you yeah. still carry that? Oh, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go hunting, I should probably have something. But like you got that it. Around. Ne- you got it next to the other puffer. No, I just you know keep both puffers have a, together. I have, I have a couple a year, maybe you know. Yeah, I'm asthmatic. Oh, I have sucks. a couple inhalers a year. Well, and if, I don't, I don't want to make you feel offended well, for no, being out of shape, motherfucker. When look I'm at going Chad. Out to shoot a deer. But look at I, Chad. I, I'm not going to blame it on my out of shapeness too. At least I don't look like Chad. To hey. his defense, he did just run a 3K while the three of us are making I fun. I know. Of him. That's what. Hey, at least I don't look like Chad, right? Five K. His fat ass can run a 3K whenever three the fuck miles. he wants. Three miles. What's 3K? <laughs> you know, it took a little off your pie face. How many is that in a boat, Mark? <laughs> oh no. Come on, added an inch of gray hair though. I was. I looked at myself while I was taking a dump over the break. You're gonna be Santa this year. It's turning way grayer, like over the last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was that run. Uh, it was probably because uh, Wednesday yeah. night in the run. <laughs> yeah, that took about two years off my life. The clock was oh, turning. Was we 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 did. It, did you guys talk about what we did Wednesday? No, we all? did not. Not really. We got together. Drank beers. We got we together and talked about. hung out with. Uh, our good buddy Justin he used to be on the podcast. It was fun. I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. I was... Wow. Oh, yeah. No, I was in La La's land. <laughs> no, I Jesus, know. dude. Man. Stuff Mark brought was crazy. So, uh, everything else... Everything else that came along with it. And you guys, every time I, every time I looked up, I had a new fucking yingling sitting in front of me. And I'm like, my wife's like, you don't need that one. Yeah, I didn't but need, I want it. I didn't need to last three. <laughs> <laughs> so you were so you were sitting there consciously thinking in your own brain while other people were talking to you. Yeah, you don't need that beer, bud. You're like you're, your oh, wife. You said no. you said your wife talked to you in like third person just now. You're like my wife said. Jay's drinking a beer and the whole time and he's saying, well, you don't need that, Jay. And as he's drinking, he doesn't even know he's drinking. <laughs> Halfway through, he goes, I really don't need this beer. Oh, I already Looking drank at half people. of it by now. may as well keep on going. It's a little, you know, the devil and the, and the angel on each yeah, shoulder. He's like, ah, the, the angel's like, you don't need that, buddy. You don't need Your wife says you don't need that. The devil's like, ah, yeah, fuck yourself. Yeah, you're <laughs> drink right. It. The devil's like, you'll want it. You'll oh, want no, it. Was, no, the devil's was, like, she's driving. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> yep. She's driving. Fuck it. I left. Oh, My sorry. wife's like, sorry, I'm driving. You're good. I said, yep. Um, nope. We're rolling. One after another. Yeah. My wife laughed, and I was like, eh, hey, babe, I'm staying up. I don't get to do this often. I don't have the urge to do it often, you know, stay up late. But it happened. And, uh, even uh, our buddy. Cool. The fun part is, is just what like four hours, five hours straight of pretty much fishing talk. Yeah, yeah. And I got my net back. Yes. <laughs> oh, he brought your net back. I Fuck had it in. ready. I had it was ready to roll, standing there behind. <sighs> Man, I wish I had that net a month ago. It was ago. deployed. See that Pat's not such a bad character. Pat is not a bad character. We no. give him a hard time, but he's not a bad dude. I love Pat. He's gonna. He's gonna. I haven't sent him. Any, I might have sent him one game changer picture. He's gonna. 
Flo's load when I send him all these pictures of game changers that are nicer than his. You, yeah, Pat, just just send him a game changer so he could have one, a good one. <laughs> those are yeah. keel weighted and everything. They look nice. I because thought Blaine said not to do that. Oh, those are on a lighter. Uh, uh, so so the first. Well, two you're you're already straying away from the, the Almighty book? Blaine. No, no, the first. You didn't two, follow the, the recipe. Two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the hook he was tying with was shorter and heavier, like some of the ones we're looking at. And that hooks like uh, is an Aberdeen. It, it it creates a bigger head and maybe puts the hook a little further back in the body, which I don't I don't really care. That's fine. But it's a thinner shank and lighter. a little thinner wire. Lighter, yeah. Yeah, lighter wire. So I did throw some keel weighting in the the ones that were tied on that hook. But if I tie them on one of these, um, that's the, the one universal for curve. It. I'm gonna you know some of these ones we got from Mo. Awesome. I I don't think I will do that. Because they have the weight to them. You can see the thickness in the hook. Even It's just wide, you know, on the sides. Ooh, it's wide. I know all about wide. I like it. Don't I know think. about I, long, but I know I about was, wide. I was jelly when I when I saw everybody tying on these fucking things. I was super, I'm like, you know, you go on the social medias, you're like, oh, these look just great. And then I came to podcast, and there's a bunch on the table. I'm like, oh. Did you what say a, it? What a I fucking know, awesome Chad. dude. I'd have to say it's probably more in your belly than it is in your hips. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, that cut off. He was, no, saying, no, it's fine. He was no, saying about it, wide, long. It doesn't matter. I mean, Mark, Mark and no, Chad, not, they met on Facebook, some kind of Pike page. I don't fucking know how it happened, but I'm here we are. No, it was plenty of fishermen.com. <laughs> plenty of pikes in my. No, plenty of fishermen. I'm he's, like, I, he's like, you guys musky fish in my area? I'm not going to laugh at that, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at the whole scenario. Jokes on you fuckers. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway. I was forced to fucking be. So how was uh, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Great great for you? Yeah, man. They fucking canceled it in my family. It sucked, man. I just got at home. Man. The smallest Thanksgiving party we've ever had. I called and told told everybody to let his daughter know. It's your birthday. We called her on Facebook. uh, Yeah. Video chat. There you go. Yeah, my my daughter was a turkey this year, so her birthday was on Thanksgiving. But it's like I said, not very many people there. Just myself. My sister had a sniffle, so she didn't want to come around. Uh, it's my parents and us. What'd she do? Eat kale at home? No, no. She's <laughs> living at I'm her. Just joking. She's man. living at her in-laws if now. If Mikey, if Mikey knew I gave her a shot, I'd die tomorrow. I'd be like voodoo doll or some shit. It's a jab, man. Kale, kale lifestyle. Oh, Mikey, they're fit people. She's a juicer. Her, uh, not not steroids. Her brother-in-law, or her her <laughs> husband is my brother-in-law. He's not. He doesn't give a shit anymore. He, he goes with the flow. He just doesn't care anymore, man. He's he's just cool. He's just. I run enough to eat whatever the fuck I want. Oh, dude, <laughs> he would just burn it in two seconds, man. That boy, he's something else. His machine. He is. What I would, that deer what I would small, do to dude. have I his lungs. I could not pick up a hundred fifty. If he asked me to pick that thing up on my back, I'd be like, my back would have just broke in half. It would have like, <laughs> seen like Jay in half. The next picture would have been like me with a broke, like like my legs just sticking, or my whole half of her torso. That's like, why my old ass carries way. a sledder with me. I got the sled. Yeah. I need help, bro. Yeah, my dad said he was going to go and go get the four-wheeler, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that far. No, you Adam needed to work out. Yeah, he needed to work out. He's he didn't run he didn't run uh fifteen miles this morning, so he needed to at least backpack a fucking deer out, hundred and twenty five pound deer. I don't know what it was. He needed to get the pump. It was fucking big. Like I want you guys to go see it. 
Oh, I just bet. So you can see how big it is. I bet, man. Yeah. Like, it, the rack was not great, but the you might as the well big, leave it was a big deer. for like four days, man. I'm worried about the meat. What do you want? All worry? I want is deer burger oh. and some back straps for us. Yeah, don't don't even worry about it. Hell, if, it, if the temperature's right, tell your dad. Well, he got. He's gonna do it tomorrow. I was gonna himself. say he got He's good at it. He gotta leave that warm in there anyway, so it'll be fine. Oh yeah, you, ain't you lucky? Lucked out of all the work. Oh, I know. God bless that. That'd be the job for me. I could imagine how many I'd kill if I didn't have to drag them or clean them. <laughs> Holy shit! It'd be a this is why I pile like, of tails out here. Like, this is why I like fishing, man. Yeah, it is pretty fun to put a fish back, and and there is no catch and release and hunting, and that's why I feel. My my daughter kept telling me nice, the nice catch, Dad. Nice catch. Kept telling me nice catch. What'd you catch? Nice catch. I get that. Hey, all nice the time. catch. She I'm like. She came in nice. My dad caught a big buck. <laughs> yeah. Giant. Big, yeah. I bet. She Little. petted it. She petted it and, like, jumped back and, like, petted it again. And, and then did she give, give you a big hug? Yeah, she was, she was happy to <laughs> no, see it. No, I mean, it. after she petted it. My my <laughs> wife was happy to see it because she likes deer meat. She's not somebody who doesn't like deer. And we've been eating a bunches of elk with uh, Adam and them. And so she likes that kind of food, and that's 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 good too. Because if my wife didn't like it, or she wants me to go out and kill, she's like, bring home something, <laughs> or you know, to bring to your dad something, bring to your parents' house something. Yeah. So don't be away from that's... me and waste the time by not killing. <laughs> yeah, go kill something, please. <laughs> well, I, mean... I like I like the fact, man. Like I was saying earlier, I like the fact that buck season is buck season here. I hated the brown it's down shit. No, man. it is that, dude. It is that. That is the rules right now. Not, I don't think not so, PA. Jay. No, fucking no, fucking you. not. No, it's not. I don't think no, so. No, it's first week is buck season. Yeah. We start we start I doe season on Saturday. So, no, absolutely, dude. Yeah. I think they My brother-in-law that. read through the whole book, man, and he's a I smart individual. It. Well, I mean, ultimately... Smarter than you, I think, yeah, maybe. But, right? but I didn't marry your bitchy sister, so... <laughs> no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I got I'm a sorry, sister like stupider. that, and I love my brother-in-law, but goddamn, he ain't smart. <laughs> Amen. But, but I still love you. Yeah, I know. I love them guys. But, nah, yeah. Hey, you just root for them. You, you know what? Google and when you know what happens. I'm, I'm pretty sure, from what I heard, and there were not a lot of shots taken uh, up at say, camp. Say new rules. Seriously, there weren't a lot of shots new taken up at camp, and, and you could just tell. If it was, it was brown, it's down. Guns were just going to be going off all over the place consistently. And the only thing I saw taken out of camp were like three or four deer that were all six or eight. I didn't points. see any deer. I don't mean. I mean, I mean, well, I seen well, deer in the go, woods, but, but I didn't you know, see. You can usually see people have deer on backs of their trucks and shit up the mountains. I didn't well, see. Well, you that. guys know, like you can drive around just our little camp roads. You know, people have that, them hanging or yeah, something. Oh, people, yeah. One guy was picking them up. He said he wasn't hunting right there, and it was a uh, eight point. Uh, a couple people that we know shot Anything a six nice? point back there. Just average. Just a sick, no, average. nothing November fifteenth, no, November Ant- antlered only, November twenty eighth through Sunday, November 29th, November thirtieth through December fourth, antlered and antlerless, December fifth through December twelfth. Yeah, huh. so at Second this week. so this Saturday will open up the fifth, right? Mm. So it should open up doe season, but I, I like that. I like that a little bit. Like I, I said, being able to like just know that it's going to be a buck that's shot at and a legal buck. Remember how it used legal. to be with three days of just doe season? Yeah. 
And everybody still got dough back then. Everybody. You never saw you somebody without a dough. You didn't need three days. No. If you see somebody parked on a third day, you're like, damn, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy got he a He must bad. have missed or something. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, You'd get you know, out the car and does would be plentiful everywhere, like herded up and just because that was, what was it? It fell like mid-December or right before Christmas that season was, three days. I think it was like mid-December. Yeah, it would have been because the next was, week or something after gun season or two weeks, it was it was something right around in there. I saw something funny this, just up at camp. This so these four deer come running right in on me, and they're probably like I said, they're close, twenty yards tops, as far as you know. And one gets a little past me, and wins me for sure because I could tell exactly where the wind was going. It turns around and runs back, like, turns around and just runs back, smack it right into another doe. This doe <laughs> turns around smashes into this other doe, and I'm sitting watching this whole thing happen, and I'm, you know... They are playing Smear the Queer. Yeah, exactly, and, and <laughs> it, it, there were four of them all together, and the three others kind of, basically, it was like, oh, God, did you see something? I think I saw something. No, 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 you don't see something. You're all right. No, you're fine, you know, and... Like so, she just like calmed from the other four deer still being calm and not seeing me in my pumpkin orange uh, hunting suit, and uh, you know. But so I'm sitting there, and, and then I mean, I'm like what, watching the fourth deer go by, and I'm like, there's some fucking weird coming off that deer's head, and I'm like, what in the fuck is happening here? And it was a rack. Yeah. So I like look, I like put it up in the scope, and I'm like. And I look and I'm like, oh no shit! So it's a fork on one side, and the the next, and it's a non-typical. So the other horn is coming straight out of this deer's head, like straight forward. And it has two little points like on it, like a baseball cap, Bill. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like as like, and it was like thick and weird and all twisted out because I could see that it was really close. And uh, it was just funny. I didn't, I wasn't gonna shoot even if it had three little points on it. I wasn't gonna shoot that thing. Well, I would shot the shit were, out of oh, that. Th- they were all little mangy looking deer, dude. They're tiny. Not cute. like no, no, not like the buck we saw later. Because there's not corn up there. Exactly. I saw some really cool spots of uh, like a lot of dug up area and some and and you know shit and just acorns underneath uh, big oak trees and stuff. And you could see all the acorns around and big. Maybe either I don't know whether it be uh, turkeys or you Big, know them. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I I actually know. You know what? I did see a, a thing pulled over, and there was a. There was something set on top of it. Like a bigfoot trap. Yep. He set up a trap to he, catch white men. Yes, he did. <laughs> the white man. He was like, I'm gonna catch one of these white men. <laughs> Smash them. <laughs> so no. I'm gonna whip him in the eye with the stick. <laughs> so I pulled the heavy log off of it and was like, I unset your trap, Bigfoot. And then it slapped you in the mouth. <laughs> and then, then it came out of the thing and like kicked me and I went you know, for like 12 miles and then no. hanging And then you ate Jack, yeah. Jack Link's beef jerky. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, but uh, yeah, the camp hunting was fun as well. A lot of deer up there. I, ho- I wish I would have had a... Or, you know, I, I wish I would have brought it down then. <laughs> I've seen a How far from camp dope. were you when you hunted? Literally, like, just walked down the hill yeah. and down to, like, a four-wheeler trail. My brother-in-law, where we saw this big bucks and archery, set up a tree stand there. So he put a tree stand up. He went there first day, first morning, and then we walked a little further down. Kind of a couple spots I had uh, um, pinpointed on GPS. So my dad got in just off just off the four-wheeler trail, not too far. And then I uh, ended up going a little further and up off a ridge line. 
and could see like down over the hillside a little bit. So, are you gonna go up next Friday to uh, shoot a doe? I actually lost my hunting license and my F1 doe tag. So, so I had to stand in the line at Mowers. I bought myself a pair of frog tog like uh, muck boots, which is good buy. I'm nice. I like them. They they were really light and hunted me out for a couple of days. But uh, while I was standing in line, because I had to stand in line for a fucking half an hour. There were everybody in that area. Hey, but go to Mowers Trading Post. It is a good place. You know, it's a nice little local place. I felt like I supported them by buying a pair of boots there too, and a and a and a blaze orange, uh, nice Trading Post hunting hat to match your rest of your pumpkin suit. Oh, you got damn right, man. Hey, I'm not getting motherfucking shot out there, dude. We're shooting high-powered rifles, and those deer don't give a fuck if you're pumpkined up. Hey, have you guys shot yet? Me. Exactly. It's that's what we do, man. I I I think gun season is is safe. People want to shoot deer, not pumpkins. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take a be safe. I don't want to be shot, especially not up there. I thought it was going to see a lot more hunters. I didn't see another hunter the whole first day that's, up there. That's love. Really? And it was pretty cool. Uh, one guy kind of walked in on Real Adam. the property? No, that's no <laughs> Allegheny <laughs> Allegheny National Forest, man. Up these where way. I'm hunting. Right behind the camp, like you can see the line. The line's right there. The Allegheny. I I actually like to walk on the Allegheny National Forest and go hunt out there. What's well, nice? Is the other side game lands? No, it's actually uh, it's just what the property still owned by camps, by the guy who owns the camps, and that's basically just our. If you own a camp, you can hunt it. If not, basically, and it's just guys who have camps right there who hunt it anyway. So it's nice. There weren't a lot of guys out there. They didn't go far from the pipeline. So if you get off the pipeline a little ways, nobody wants to go out there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was able to circle around and push a little bit and stuff like that, too. Them drunks don't go far from the camps. No, they don't. That's why I'll venture Sounds out a little way bit. way better than the place I went. I went to Imagine if you were shot one. Shitty how far access. you have to drag it? The four-wheeler. No, we took the four-wheeler up with us. No, we would have just put it right on the trail. Hopefully got it up to the four-wheeler trail, and then that's as far as you take it. Four-wheeler to take the rest of the way. We did take that with us. So, nice to have one. That's not game lands, honey. So, do we got to drag with your back. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? No, that was it, no. Well, congrats again, Jason. Back to the fucking fishing. Thank gosh. Get this shit out of my fucking way. I can, I can, uh, actually, I guess I I have to go shoot a doe. What would you do, did you, for that license, what do you, you get a replacement license or how, how you work in that? Hunting license? What do you mean? You lost it. Where's it at? Oh, I got it just reprinted for six seventy. With everything? Yep. Or yeah, spring gobbler and all that shit was I right mean, on top of it. Yep. Everything. Your Not my tag? archery. No, the F one do I don't think I can replace the F one doe tag. You need to go out and find that, bro. I think I'll, I'll, I'll be out hunting for that. I don't think I'm gonna go back there and hunt for doe anyway. I think I'll probably just stay around here and there are enough doe in our backyards to go whack one and just be done with it. Yeah, man. I'm from Ohio. I can't afford the shit you guys have over here that you just fucking waste. I know. It would have been nice to have had two yeah, doe tags for, my doe tag for Mercer ground. County. It would have been nice to have two doe tags for Mercer County, but whatever. I got one. I'll go shoot one. That shit cost me $50, boy. They're all over. For the right price, I could shoot all of them. Hopefully, I find it at my house. That'd be nice. What, what, did you, know, you, lo- you didn't lose the... Where's, was, the, where's the buck was, tag? 
I, I got it reprinted. I mean, then that's the one you used? Yeah. Oh, so you just didn't have it on you. When did you realize you lost your license? Uh, months ago, and on my way to camp, oh. I went to Mauer's <laughs> Trading Post, and I got a new tag reprinted. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know you lost your hunting. I'm thinking it, you like lost except, it in the last couple of days. Except for my F1 doe tag, which I used during archery season, because I could have shot a doe too, and I had. I wish I would have uh, had the so experience that, I had with those deer running up on me with that crossbow. Oh, hell oh, yeah. They'd all been fucking dead. They'd been dead. Or at least one all of them. All of them. Oh, I would have shot three. Adam, Adam, Phil, start filling tags. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, I, yeah, one of them would have been dead for sure. You mean guy who didn't lose his shit? So you went yeah. and had it there and then lost it in between? Well, I lost it the first time I was there in archery, and then I had to go get one reprinted for Damn 670 it. It's not that much. That, no. was, that was cool. I was, I was very happy with the half an hour. You know, actually, the people in line were entertaining enough to me that it wasn't that bad. I love rednecks from Pennsylvania. You fit in quite well. You're right, there. Nobody had a fucking mask on. I bet. Jeez, not, not out that way. Oh uh, no, I get weird looks oh, yeah. when I got. I get. They weir- looked at me like I had three assholes. Yes, but you get we the kept weird looks, on. bro. Hey, whatever. Every time I, I drive don't need into your Rona, the- bro. Exactly. So hey, tonight's show brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at predatorflygear.com. Eriksooks, find me eriksooks.com. Yes, thank you, Mo. Uh, Sims fishing. You know, if you need anything for the winter season coming up, uh, bibs, anything, find them at simsfishing.com. Queen City Guiding, Ryan Evans, check him out, queencityguiding.com. Hey, tonight's show has been recorded from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Why not fishing? And they're at the dock. Pull the chase. Yeah. <laughs> Thingamabobber. And if you're afraid of those pesky pork choppers in the sky, no worries, we'll fix them too. With one of our Dr. Green Thumbs Sizzling Screens to block the nosy pig's vision. Don't believe me? Just ask one of my many satisfied clients here, Jed Sanders, how well it works. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jed, and I'm a farmer, and I've been growing marijuana for about 20 years, and, uh, uh, with Dr. Green Thumb Sizzling Screen, I don't have to point my shotgun at them pesky porkers no more. Thanks, Dr. Green. You're the shit. Yes, Dr. Green Thumb's got it all. I guarantee it. Try my book and you'll have the chronic in no time. Hello, Dr. Green Thumb. Paging Dr. Green Thumb. Are we shooting zombies out here?